Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. For over 10 years, VOC Nation has taken listeners behind the scenes of the greatest moments in pro wrestling history. Our hosts are not only experts on the business, but everybody in the business. Subscribe and hear weekly podcasts from hosts like legendary pro wrestling journalist Bill After, former Impact Wrestling star hey, Wes Briscoe, former WWE Wonder and AWA broadcaster Ken Redick, former WWE yeah, and TNA star Shelly Martinez, <laughs> former WCW star The Maestro, NWA legend The Raging Bull Manny Fernandez, Might and much more. VOC Nation programming oh, is free wow. on most major podcasting apps, including iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and Radio.com. And video podcast and bonus content is available on Patreon for as low as $3 a month. What are you waiting for? Head to VOCNation.com and dig into the most comprehensive podcast network built for pro wrestling fans. Find us on Facebook and Instagram at VOC Nation Wrestling Network and follow us on Twitter at VOC Nation. This is Matt Hardy, and you are listening to the VOC Nation. The worldwide leader in entertainment. This is the VOC Nation Radio Network. Hey, this is Bill DeMott, and if you think you're tough enough, you'll listen to In the Room with Brady Hicks. And if you're not tough enough... <laughs> You'll listen to the strolling Kathy. But I'm here to tell you, Hugh Morris says so, Bill DeMott says so, and if you have to answer the general election, he says so. <laughs> In the room with Brady Hicks, you better be listening.
ladies and gentlemen, it's New Year's and uh, a new year. It's a new start, and it's in the room on the VOC Nation Wrestling Network. Right here live. We're live each and every Tuesday night, VOCNation.com. And, of course, after the fact, on all your favorite podcast platforms, I'm Brady Hicks. I've got with me the lovely Kathy Fitz. What's going on, Kathy? Not much, Brady. Happy New Year's, you guys. Happy New Year. Yeah, I, I stayed in this year. It was kind of a kind of a laid-back New Year's for a change. Uh, you know, other than last year, I mean, generally I go out or I do something really crazy. So how was your New Year? It was good to the innings behind me. We should have gone with my cat down the Oh, yeah, it was real bad here. It it, it felt like, like New Year's in Sarajevo or something, the way the, the bombs were going off. Uh, and it's legal here now. Uh, and we also have the one and only maestro of professional wrestling. We have Papa Stro. How you doing, sir? Happy New Year. Happy New Year, too. As, as, as Eddie Murphy would say, Merry New Year. Merry New Year. <laughs> I love it. I love it, yeah. We're, we're going to have a good time tonight, guys. I can feel it. Uh, 914-338 is the sorry, 914-338-1885 is the number to call in tonight, and we'll be able to interact with you. Right now, the phone lines are wide open, so if you guys call in, we'll be able to get you right on as well. Um, and we're working on some guests. Kathy just sent me a bunch of contacts, but, you know, uh, from the convention a week or two ago, and I have just been so slammed that I, I just haven't taken a moment to do it. Uh, but we're working on some exciting guests, and, and I think the new year is really shaping up. Um, so be sure to stay tuned there. Um, on the VOC Nation front, real quick, I just wanted to, uh, excuse me, say thank you to Rock and Roll Union, which uh, recently signed off for the last time. They're they're done doing the podcast, so I wanted to say thank you to those guys. Uh, but there's lots of other great content available on the network as well between WCW Retro. Briscoe and Big A's, Bumps and Thumps, and, and uh, I mean, all the great content that's available. Just be sure to check it out. Just go to VOCNation.com or, like I said, on your favorite podcast platform as well. Um, trying to think what else. Yeah, so we're working on some guests. It's uh, that traditional New Year's lull, you know, after the drunken episode, which, by the way, it, it was really nice, you know. Apparently, Kathy, you can get drunk and not make a fool of yourself and not get sick. That That's entirely possible. It's amazing, isn't it, Brady? It, it really is. Yeah, you just got to mix in some water. And, uh, it, you know, it, it's, uh, it's a very nice thing. And, and I think everybody around me appreciated it as well. Uh, so the drunken episode, a huge success. Thank you to everybody who called in. I hope that some of those callers don't, like, just kind of become – once a year callers, I, I, I and this is one of the reasons. I, and I've always, Stro, I've always said this to Ray. Like, um, for some reason, this guy is like kryptonite for the callers. Every time he comes on, you know the callers are just going to be not be around for at least six weeks. Um, and, and we're we're closing in on like three or four right now. I know he listens, Ray. I'm just having a good time, of course. But um, yeah, that's. Uh, it's kind of what it is, I guess. Uh, but I love the callers. I, I love each and every one of them. Uh, you guys would be interested to know that Dustin did sell his WrestleMania tickets. Um, he, he, he sold his day one tickets. And, uh, God, that guy's back to jet-setting everywhere with Seth Rollins. 
Um, God. Yeah, he yeah. sold his day one, Kathy. And like I, I showed you, I uh, I offered to buy his WrestleMania tickets just to call him out on it. And, of course, uh, I just, just missed. I just missed that opportunity. Uh, I told you. He sold them for. So, yeah. How much? Yeah. 1600 How much did he sell? I yeah, just him okay. a piece. No, him. Uh, it's probably a piece. Um, it's probably 16000 a piece now in him. Uh, yeah, so... Speaking of um, Speaking of Seth Rollins, Kathy, uh, you'll appreciate this. So, um, and Seth is a great guy, by the way, from the Ring of Honor and all that stuff. I, you know, used to interact with him during the HDNet days all the time. Um, more on that in a second, because Kathy had a really cool topic. But Kathy, we picked our color. We picked the colors for our wedding this week. Oh, cool! What are they? Uh, well, it's going to be like well, we're thinking like a red and like a gold kind of for autumn, you know. Oh, nice. Yeah, really nice. Because Seth Rollins has a red and gold suit that I want to wear, tuxedo that I want to wear for the wedding. Oh God, I remember that. Oh, it would be amazing. Don't you think I should get the Seth Rollins tuxedo? Everybody that's would be talking that's, that's a sweet-looking tuxedo. Yeah, it no, really is. He has some yeah. great-looking uh, – he has some great outfits, i got to say. He does. <laughs> kind of shaves his body a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she said she don't want me to, but, you know, we're not looking at each other's outfits beforehand, so I kind of have carte blanche there. <laughs> oh, my God. Don't you do it. I was thinking everybody get the get the black tuxedo with the red bow tie, or the gold tuxedo with the red bow tie, and I get the red tuxedo with the gold bow tie. And, and it looks really nice, Kathy. You got to admit. Uh, so nine one four three three eight eighteen eighty five. But yeah, so your topic tonight, Kathy, and a good. And let me just preface this by saying. Um, that I haven't finished the pay-per-view. I know, obviously, Brock Lesnar won the title, uh, the WWE title, because Roman wasn't there. Um, now, I know what I hope is going to happen, and we can certainly talk about that tonight. I, I definitely want to tell you what I hope is going to happen, uh, but what I think is going to happen is a totally different thing. Totally different. Um, anyway, anyway, so as far as Brock Lesnar goes, um, what I would like to see happen is to build toward two matches against Bobby Lashley. You do the Royal Rumble, and you do the uh, Elimination Chamber. And if they each win one, you can do the rubber match between the two at WrestleMania. It would be the culmination of their feud, and it would be amazing. And he can always go back to Roman Reigns at a future date. Because you've yeah. also got Drew McIntyre that you want to push on SmackDown. And Drew McIntyre's been getting that slow build, you know. To me, that was the main event, what should have been the main event last year of WrestleMania. And I, I don't think it's any less valuable because you've got the two biggest stars in the company, basically, at least the two biggest full-timers. I would go Drew and, uh, Drew and Roman as the other main event. That's what I would do. Now, what are they going to yeah. do, Kathy? They're probably going to have Bobby Lashley beat, beat Brock for the title. And... You know, then Brock will go on to challenge Roman, and Roman will probably cost Brock the title. That's probably what's going to happen, and I don't like that. Well, there's rumor that Drew McIntyre is taking some time off because uh, he's had neck problems. Oh, I didn't hear that. So, 
That's a pain. Hopefully, he'll be back in time for Mania. Yeah, I hope so. Did they say when? Because I would assume he was going to be a big part of the Royal Rumble. Well, they did an injury angle at uh, day one. I did see that with with Corbin, yeah. A Nedcap. Yeah, I did see that. That stinks. I just assumed that he was going to feud with Corbin until the Rumble. Right. Yeah. That's me doing the thumbs down, Kathy. Uh, yeah, so anyway. That's uh So it's going to be that kind of a night. I, I can feel it. Uh, so anyway, Kathy, your idea. And I thought this was really cool because all the other staff is kind of like off tonight. and uh, They wouldn't necessarily be able to contribute to this. Uh, Patrick could to a certain extent because he's been around the, the New England scene for a while. Uh, but everybody else really doesn't have a stake in the wrestling business like we've had over the years. Uh, you know, favorite memories that we've personally firsthand witnessed, you know. Um, funny things that happened, uh, funny stories. Not, not being malicious, I, I want to clarify that, not being yeah. malicious. But, uh, you know, we've we've seen some pretty funny stuff. And, and some of it we could probably even talk about without getting in too much trouble. So, Yeah. No, we don't have to mention names. You can just say at a certain period in time. I was going to mention names. <laughs> oh, me too, but we don't need to. <laughs> but, um, Do you have anything that comes to mind, Kathy? Specifically, I'm looking at my list right now. I I publish a top fifty list every year, and I and I kind of change it every year. You know, add and take things away as they happen. All right, all um, right, Kat. You got one? Before we get there, I do yeah. just want to pass on um, sympathies of passing of uh, a promoter from California, um, from that big-time wrestling, Kirk White, who was also mm-hmm. a Bret Hart's agent. Um, sadly, he passed away um, by a massive heart attack on Christmas Eve. Um, That's sad. Does he have a lot of family? family? Yeah, sympathies to his family and... Um, all the members of the big time wrestling in California, and um, I mean, he trained uh, Bailey the Stranger, right? And, um, yeah, a bunch of other guys, and um, he also it, was it, responsible it, for the rise of Malcolm. I don't know if you knew that. Yeah. Yep. Big time. Yep, that and, was Malcolm. And um, that's where he cut know, his teeth. I know. Sorry. I know Brett's taking it really hard because I talked to him the other day, and he was like one of okay. his best friends. So um. And just keep him in prayers, but no one. Oh, for sure, to. for sure. I didn't know um, the guy, but I've heard so many great things about him. Yeah. Um, one story comes to mind with um, the first first time actually when a uh, Rey Mysterio on psychosis was coming in. Um, I had to pick him up at the airport for ECW, <clears throat> and I always said. I would never hold a sign that said ECW. Mm-hmm. If I didn't recognize the person, not doing it. Well, I'm getting ready to leave the hotel. And uh, I said, it's too cold, Scorpio. Uh, what does Mysterio look like? He gets out his best clothes out lamp. <laughs> <laughs> Get to the airport. And I'm standing there with a sign that says ECW. And... 
psychosis comes off. And he goes, hi, I, I psychosis, Michi. I said, oh, hi, how you doing? He goes, Ray coming. I said, okay. So <laughs> they wear a mask. What am I looking for? <clears throat> so here comes this young kid, literally, platform shoes. And, and just, just so off. that people understand, this is before he lost his mask in WCW. This is yeah. really when he first started in the U.S. And he comes walking off, and he's like, hey, how you doing? I'm I'm Ray. I'm like, oh, hi, Ray. I'm Kathy. He's like, okay. We go get the bags. We get to the, back to the hotel. <clears throat> yeah. Now, at this point, we're staying at a hotel in South Philly called um, – it was a round hotel. Um, and it became a nickname of called Cylinder of Sin. But anyhow. Um, mm-hmm. we get to the hotel and there's at least 10 cop cars out front. <laughs> and these two guys just look at me and I'm like, oh God. <clears throat> um, one of the ECW wrestlers at the time, um, had a little bit too much, um, partying. And they were literally... Okay. Uh, the police were walking him out, handcuffed. Oh, and no. all I remember is looking at Ray going, oh, they're never coming back again, ever. <laughs> and I'm just thinking Ray's calling Conan, and that's it. They're never coming back. Oh, no. And the funniest <laughs> thing about it, Ray put this in his book, put me in his book, and every yeah. time we're all together, girl, we, when I first met Dominic, he was like, tell him the story about the hotel, okay? I'm like, yeah, okay. <laughs> and now I remember was sitting Dominic there going, when you first met him? Oh, well, this is a couple years ago when I met, when I, well, I met Dominic when he was about nine or ten. That's when we okay. tell the story. The story was okay. told when we were in Baltimore. When uh, Dominic was just getting ready to start, tra- um, he was still training. He was uh, getting ready to yeah, make his yeah. debut. And you know, he's and it was so funny because <clears throat> it was always it was neat to always see Dominic as you're talking to him, and Dom starts like leaning in and laughing because he wants to hear all the stories about his dad. <laughs> and I <laughs> yeah. just sit there and go, and I just sit there and go. You really don't want me to tell the story, do you? He goes, yeah, tell him, tell him. I was like, thanks, Ray. But that's one of them. All right, your turn, Stro. Brady, go ahead. Yeah, Stro. you got to have a good Ray Mysterio story, I would think. <laughs> oh, my God. Ray Mysterio? Oh, goodness. I, I, I know one time um, where I was at, I was at this lounge after one of the shows, and uh, – I had all these uh, people wanting to meet Ray, right? And uh, <laughs> yeah, and it was like, uh, wow, okay, um, where Ray was, and uh, and then I said, yeah, he's he's right over there, and I looked over, and you know, he had the whole like crowd of people around him, right? And right, I mean, he was just he had the biggest grin on his face and everything. Is like, I everybody just looked just loved the guy, I wanted to meet the guy. It's just uh, 
it, it was like whenever I was in the show with Ray, you know, I never failed. Oh, to have all these people come and ask me, you know, where meet Ray and see Ray, and and he, he's such a great guy, he really was, and, and he was infectious yeah. too. And it, it showed, and it kind of rubbed off a lot of people. He just seems like such a nice guy. I've never had the pleasure, um, but I've been a fan for a long time. I actually, for those who don't know, and this actually kind of segues into my story, but I, I collect um, luchador wrestling masks I, I, I have for years. And uh, my first mask ever was a Rey Mysterio mask. I wore it to WrestleMania 20. Um, oh, jeez. I, 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 yeah, he was great. He, he was, he was great, you know. And, and um, like, like I said, from what I hear, uh, I, I've never met him personally, but um, I know a lot of people who are really close with him, and um, he seems like he'd be amazing. Um, as far as my story, because I don't, I like I said, no connection with Rey Mysterio whatsoever, other than the fact that Kathy gave me his number probably five years ago to try and get him on the show, and uh, he wasn't able to at the time. Um, so I used to do, um, the, the, uh, the NWA Legends Fan Fest, uh, conventions. Um, you know, we, we were at the one in particular down in Atlanta, uh, kind of in the beginning of the VOC Nation before we really even tra- transitioned into, um, you know, like the podcast world and everything when we were still doing the radio show in Philadelphia, Bruce and I. Um, so we're down there and we had our own table and everything. We had, uh, Jim Neidhart. Uh, Jimmy Hart and DDP with us, you know, signing autographs and everything. And we were kind of taking turns, you know, Kathy, like, I mean, you know how it is when you're at a convention, you know, you take turns, like, kind of being their handler, you know, taking taking the pictures yeah. for them, collecting the money, that kind of stuff. So when I was off, I'm walking around, and I thought, you know, what would be a lot of fun, Kathy, to go upstairs and put on my suit and wear a wrestling luchador mask around the around the lobby. And just see how many people would think that I was a legitimate wrestler. <laughs> I remember this. And I went up, and, and, and my co-host at the time, or one of the other co-hosts, Albert, uh, he did so as well. We went upstairs, and I have a picture of this. So we're walking around the lobby wearing our suit stro with our masks. We looked like Mexican movie stars. It was absolutely amazing. Signed in autographs, uh, high-fiving the wrestlers as we kind of, we even like set up like a little like spot in the corner where people would come over and we'd sign. We didn't even have a table. We're just signing autographs. And at one point, Kathy, and, and by the way, people are talking Spanish to me. I don't speak a lick of Spanish. I would just, like, <laughs> kind of nod and, you know, whatever. Um, I'm out in the lobby, and Bill Abner comes up to me. And this is one of my favorite pictures from wrestling, actually. Bill Abner comes right up to me, and he shakes my hand, and he says, Thank you for all that you do. And then he was asking me about where I compete in Mexico. I'm not even lying about that. So I've got, I, and I've got this picture. Somebody, one of the, this guy Jay that I met down in Atlanta, one of the fans took the picture of Bill and I in a stare down. It's one of my most <laughs> prized possessions. It's, uh, it's absolutely amazing. But yeah, no, he had no idea it was me. And, um, I was really proud of that, actually. <laughs> We signed a lot of autographs that day. <clears throat> we also, because um, Al, Albert does speak a little Spanish, so he was talking with the chambermaids, and they were getting really excited. I, I think they really oh, saw we were legitimate sensations. So, 
Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, it was fun. Well, it, it was definitely a fun time. Well, that's like when um, Ray came back to uh, wrestle. Um, mm-hmm. My friend Rob and I went up in uh, New York to see the show. <clears throat> yeah. And we're sitting there eating lunch across the street from the building. And all of a sudden my phone rings and it's Ray saying, hey, we need tickets for tonight. And I looked at my friend Rob and I went, and I showed him the phone and he went, I'm like, uh, I think AJ has me covered, so I text AJ. AJ's like, mm-hmm. yeah, I got you, girl. I said, okay. So afterwards, we're we're in the building, and we're like second row from the ring on the floor. <clears throat> and Ray comes out. It's dark. They're getting ready to end the commercial. And Ray's, Ray's walking around the ring, <clears throat> like saying hi to people. Well, my friend Rob's going, Ray, Kathy, Kathy. He looks over and he goes, Kathy, let's get a picture. I'm like, Ray, it's dark. You're two <laughs> rows away from me. Really? Yeah. <clears throat> I said, you know, stick to wrestling, dude. Forget the photography. So we're laughing about that. <laughs> and he says, um, I'll call you when I said, okay. <clears throat> so as we're leaving, Rob's like, how much you got, How much um, bars on your phone? I said, I'm down to five. Well, poor Rob is freaking out that I'm going to, not to have have enough bars or power when Ray calls. <laughs> right. He is absolutely dying. So we get to the car, we tell Ray where we're at, and he pulls in and we're talking and everything. And it was so good to just, you know, and Rob was like, he's like a normal guy. I said, yeah, he is. Yeah, yeah. 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 That's cool. That's cool. Kathy, do you remember, and this Kind of like along those lines with Ray, but if you remember when um, we were at, I, I forget if it was Raw or SmackDown after the Royal Rumble a couple years ago, and uh, New Day was on the show, and you know you and I are sitting maybe about like two rows back or whatever, we're right there, um, and uh, I just start, during the show, I just start texting with Xavier Woods, who like, yeah. I had met at the for eight years ago, and we stayed in touch Stro, he used to drunk text me from NXT back in the day, like the early days of NXT. Like, there'd be many Saturday nights where, like, Sunday mornings where I wake up to, like, a string of, like, drunken texts from Xavier Woods. And it was amazing, you know? He's he's such a nice guy, such a great guy. And if you remember, we were actually, yeah, after the show, uh, you guys were doing the show. So it must have been SmackDown because it was a Tuesday. So Kathy and I come out. We call into the show as we're, like, we're driving, and I'm still texting with Xavier, and he says, He's at this bar right down the street from where I live, <laughs> filming something for the WWE Network. So Kathy and I, I, I say, like, would, would you mind if we, like, go join you or whatever, go hang out for a little bit? He said, yeah, like, come on down. I, Kathy and I got to hang out with Xavier Woods that night at the uh, at yeah. Barcade in, in, in Fishtown. Um, great. I, just, I, I really like Xavier Woods. He's such a nice guy. Like, to see him as the king of the ring, and he won that this year, obviously. In addition to being a huge tag star and everything, and it's like, you know, he gets a lot of gruff from people because he's not Kofi Kingston or, or Big E, but he played such an important role in that group. And I don't know that everybody recognizes. I, I really feel like he was kind of like the main creative juice behind everything that they did. 
Yeah, he was, Absolutely. I mean, always really nice, and, uh, you know, it's, yeah. you know, it's so funny because everybody, you know, is, I mean, Stroh's worked with him, I've hung out with a bunch of other guys, so have you, Brady, but I we see him on a different aspect. You know, sure. I, for years, sure. I traveled with Shari, and, you know, all the crazy things she did, which a lot of I can't repeat. Anyhow, no. Um, but it was just like <laughs> some of the crazy things, you know. And, and But you realize deep down they're an everyday person. <laughs> oh, for sure. Just get paid sure. a lot more than we do. Yeah. And in some cases less. Yeah, this is true. <laughs> Depending on who it is. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Uh, once again, I just want to remind you guys, uh, 914-338-1885, uh, we're talking about our, our favorite kind of funny wrestling memories uh, over the years between the three of us. Uh, I would imagine, I mean, Stro, how long have you been wrestling? About, um, I'm going to guess uh, at, at least 30 years, right? Oh, yeah, over 30. Over <laughs> 30, okay. Yeah. So over, oh, yeah. so what, say 35, something like that? Uh, at, Agley, uh, whatever, uh, whatever it is. Okay, so I anyway, feel like I've been doing it forever. <laughs> okay, well, I, I mean, I'm just thinking that you've been doing it for, we'll say, over 30 years. Um, I don't want to make you sound too old because you're not that much older than me. Uh, I've been doing this for, God, uh, 20 years, I guess, if you if you count yeah. the pro wrestling websites that I started writing for when I started you know, covering yeah, shows and awesome. stuff like that before Pro Wrestling Illustrated. So now we're up over 50. Kathy, I got a feeling you're going to take us close to 100 with uh, with I the know. experience <laughs> the experience levels. Uh, <laughs> so it's pretty cool. It's it's a cool concept. And again, we can talk about whatever you guys want as well in the wrestling world. Nine one four three three eight eighteen eighty five. Show. I, I know you have, like, lived a life. I, I would love to hear some kind of crazy, funny story from you, not to put you on the spot, but this oh, is, God. like, where you shine. <laughs> uh, I have so many. Uh, I don't know where to begin, actually. Um, oh, gosh. Um, I don't know. Some of them I've probably told already, but, I mean, I'm trying to think one that I haven't told on here. Um <laughs> Did I tell you the Andre the Giant story? No, I don't think so. Yeah. Okay. I don't think so. This was like years ago, right, down in Florida. And I was there uh, I was when I was younger, and I was there to see uh, Mike Graham and Steve Kern. Who oh, cool. Was one of my favorite tag teams. Okay. Uh, Dusty, Dusty Rhodes, and I think Barry Blackjack was there, too, and... A lot of Florida guys were there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, on and my aunt and uncle used to live in Tampa, so I could like go to Tampa and watch the shows, right? Oh, cool. Uh, uh, Andre pulls up in the parking lot, right, with the bushy hair and everything, and turned out he just not long got off set for the Six Million Dollar Man series as wow. playing the role as the Bonic Sasquatch, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, his head's above the car door, right? And yeah. uh, he he gets out of the car and he's walking towards me and, and for the first time in my life I felt like some other human being was going to eat me. Yeah. 
and that's I've seen a lot of big guys over the years, but he was like the most intimidating sight I've ever seen. And uh, maybe because I was younger too, but <laughs> uh, Dusty Rhodes, uh, who uh, I thought at the time saved my life, came over and uh, introduced me, broke the ice between Andre and me, and telling me, hey, kid, don't worry about a thing. Andre's cool. Say hello, Andre, big daddy, you know. And uh, <laughs> Andre puts his hand down. Man says, how do you do, right? Yeah. And I went to shake his hand. My hand disappears. Oh, sure. Like, ginormous, right? Yeah. And yeah. I'm, like, I'm like looking up going, like the whole sir. hand. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And he was such a, such a nice guy, too. I, I just not believe how nice he was. But, you know, first glance, it's like, oh, my God. Terrifying. You know what I mean? But <laughs> now, did yes, you, I got to meet Andre. That's cool. Now, did you... Did you ever have the chance to interact with Andre as a peer, like as another wrestler, or was he before your time a little bit? Well, was, you know, I mean, he was there when I was kind of had had the interest up, right? Okay. Being the business, and uh, and even then he gave me some good advice. No, oh, cool. You know, because I, you know, I was telling him that even back then I was telling him that I wanted to break in, right? And he yeah. gave me some good advice. So, uh, I mean, he was such a nice dude. Oh, but, for sure. But uh, like I said, at first glance, when you first meet him, you're like, oh, my God. So overwhelming, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, certain people get intimidated by others for certain reasons, but with him, it was just all his presence. It's all mm-hmm. this huge aura about him, you know, larger I, than life. Yeah, for sure. And when they say larger than life, that's really where that came from. Yeah, no I was like, him, right? Like, that is literally where Vince got that. Yes. Uh, but, like, I've, I've heard stories about, like, how Andre, he can be your best friend or your worst enemy. If he didn't like you, like, you got some problems. And we're not talking, like, like, like you say when The Undertaker doesn't like you, you got a problem. Like, I would imagine right. to the scale of, like, 20 with Andre. Uh, just because of how much respect and how revered he was by everybody, have you ever, have either of you ever seen Andre on somebody's bad side? I, I, I got to, oh, I got to tell you a funny story, y'all, funny story that uh, sure, sure. Bill Lady told. Bill Lady told me because he. I love Bill, by the way. He, oh yeah, he's amazing. I love, I love him. We had some great matches too. God, he was so great to be in the ring with. Um, but he told me a funny story about Andre and Macho Man Randy Savage one time. Yeah. Where. Um, you know, this was back when kayfabe was strong in the business, and we used to send messages between the referees back and forth to the locker rooms, right? And Andre sent words to the other locker rooms, so Randy and not put too much baby oil on because he's, he's hard to grab a hold of. He's too slick, right? <laughs> right. So Andre's in the ring waiting for Macho Man, and Macho Man comes out to this grand entrance. You know, there's a robe and twirls around and everything. He gets in the yeah. ring, takes off his robe, and sees slicker than a snake. And Andre just loses oh, his no. mind. I said no oral. Oh, no. And they didn't really punishes, care for each other. He punishes Macho Man, sits on him. Oh, my God. weight on him, and he's just punishing him throughout the whole match. And I think they had a show to the next town the next day. Yeah. And uh, Andre's in the ring again waiting for him, right? Macho Man does his little spill, right? He gets in the ring, takes his <laughs> robe off. His skin's scaly than the Sahara Desert. <laughs> uh, Andre took it, mu- took it much easier on him that 
That's funny. Kathy, have you ever seen an angry Andre? No, I, I never do have the pleasure. But um Have you ever seen a have you ever seen an Andre and Haku bar fight against other people? Oh god, I would love to see that one. That's scary. Yeah, we got yes, a it is. You know <laughs> like like for twelve year old me the colossal connection was like, hey, it was cool to see Andre around still, but like they weren't really perceived as like the best team, you know, but I would imagine that they were that they had the shoot tag team title in the locker room for a long time. Oh yeah. <laughs> did, did, I t- did I tell you guys about the basketball game I had with uh, Barbarian and Maine? Uh, you did, but please tell it again. It's amazing. Oh, yes, God. please. Well, we used to play we used to play basketball in Orlando in between TV typing. Yeah. There, right. Yeah. And uh, Barb Barb and Haku uh, asked me to. Back and go find a partner and play two on two. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I literally asked everybody in the company, even the bookers. I mean, I even went to Kevin <laughs> Stowe and I mean, I'm going to ask to be a partner. And, and, and when I told him I was playing against him, of course, they give me the obvious, oh, no, no, that's all right. Uh, look at the time. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so, so I ended up being a handicap two on one, me taking on uh, Barb and Haku. <laughs> And right. I, tell you something, I took more bumps in that court and never did in the ring. <laughs> I mean, they were elbowing me, and, and Barb would block out the sun with his big paw, like, shoot, butter. And funny, okay. I, got to, I tried to get cute one time and waist lock Haku as he was dribbling the ball, right? <laughs> he literally drives me down the court, the ball, shoot, of course. <laughs> and by the time the game was over, I was all black and blue, right? But I, yeah. I guess I earned their respect. For playing by myself, so they took me out to dinner that night. So, yeah, it, it was a good time. That's amazing. That's amazing. Uh, 914-338-1885. Again, if you guys want to jump in. Uh, you were talking earlier about Billy Eady. Uh One of my favorite people that I've ever met in the wrestling business, he is like, he is a savage in the ring and like, you know, a really intimidating guy. Uh, but behind the curtain, God, it was like sitting down with my grandfather and just like hanging out mm-hmm. and like talking to him. He's just, he was amazing. He And like, I obviously I had that match where I was managing against them. And he's directing me, you know, what I need to do, even when I'm against them. He's like, you know, where I need to be how to get the crowd to hate me. It was just absolutely amazing. Um, we went out to a diner the one night after one of the shows on that loop, Kathy. Um, yeah. You might have even been there. I don't remember. But we went to the I diner. Think I, I think I dropped Chad Collier off and came over. Okay. Yeah, I think you're right. I think you came late. But we walk in, and um, and so I was there with, you know, with Billy Edie and with um, Barry Dorsell. So both members of Demolition. And we go in and we sit down. And Bill proceeds to make all these, like, kind of kayfabe comments to the wait staff. It was absolutely amazing. Like, he's like, oh, I see you got this turkey sandwich gimmick here. Is that, is that any good? And the, lady, and the lady's like, yeah, I mean, it's good. And, and <laughs> it was just, it was just amazing, you know, just like to hear him like talk, just to, uh, yeah. And, yeah. And he's doing it just to like, just to, I guess you'd say, pop everybody at the table, you know. But it was just really funny. Um, 
between him and Barry. Yeah, now that that was a that was a cherished moment for me. I, I I'm I'm underselling how funny and how cool it was. Um, but in addition to like, yeah, seriously, and like in addition to that, just naturally funny people. And you did mm-hmm, see yeah. that when they were demolition and stuff like that, because like they'd always like kind of throw those crazy lines in there and stuff. But um, just just such nice guys, both of them, absolutely. Uh, but he was a superstar. He got that over huge. And, oh yeah. And we're talking about great, great, you know, great mass wrestlers of the years. You know, like we, yeah, Ray Mysterio, and I mean, it's and it, it takes a lot of talent to. Uh, wear a mask and 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 to get over like you do. And Matt Superstar was one of them back in the day. That yeah, no matter what side of fence he was on, whether he was cheered or booed, man, he he got over like nobody's business. That's what was yeah. really cool about him. Like I, I talk all the time about like how Shawn Michaels had two Hall of Fame careers. You know, he had the first set uh, from when he was young, main evented, blah blah blah, hurt his back, retired. Retired for five years. Um, that stint alone qualified him to be a first ballot Hall of Famer. And then when he came back, he went from 2002 to 2010, another eight years. Um, again, Hall of Fame credential work. Two Hall of Fame careers for the same body. Uh, Bill Eady was the same way. He was a Hall of mm-hmm. Famer before yeah. he even became demolition. Yeah. You know, he he was amazing. He he really was one of my favorites. And um, I remember he was one of the machines back in yes, the days. Yes, yes, giant machine, and um, I forget what he was, but yeah, it was. Uh, he was great. He really was. He really was. And I know a lot of wrestlers like change gimmicks and start you know personas over the years and stuff, but um, Bill just like excelled at everything. That uh, that he did, and I still say, Kathy, one of these days, one of these days, I'm gonna, cause I'm on a DVD cover with him, Stro. Nice. <laughs> well, actually, I am, cause I, cause I did the show against them, you know. Um, so right, actually, right. in a commercial break for the people watching on video, uh, after the commercial break, I'll, I'll pull it out during the, during the break and try and find it to share with you guys because it, it was really funny. It was just a really great time. Um. I forget what I was saying, but oh, I know. So one of my long-term goals is before demolition stops touring the indies and stops doing shows and all that and conventions, I want to get them to sign that DVD. May seventh, yeah. ISPW. I know, and it's my good friend Tommy. My yeah. good friend. He's going to be. That's yeah. going to be a great convention. I might, uh, yeah, I might come out. I've never been to one of Tommy's conventions. Um, we used to get along like cats and dogs, and uh, I would say at some point during the course of VOC Nation, we kind of patched things up. I, 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 I owe the guy a lot because without him, there never would have been this podcast. He's the one that let me, you know, kind of break in. On his old Who's Slamming Who network, you know, and, and um, oh, at the time that. I always felt like, yeah, I was I was on that. There were a lot of us on there actually. It was like uh, Kevin Kelly was on there, and um, and Steve Carino had a show, and and um, and uh, Bull, Bull um, what's his name? You know who I mean from NXT, James, uh, uh, James Smith. Uh, there's a bunch of them, uh, but and uh, Jim Cornette was probably the most famous from there. 
uh, Lanny Passo and, and Bill Barons and and uh, who's the guy who passed away in Georgia? I, I, I you should kill me for not remembering his name. Nick Nick uh, Nick Anderson's dad. Um, not Nick Anderson. The referee. Um, uh, Nick Patrick. Nick Patrick. Jody Hamilton. Uh, Jody Hamilton. Jody yeah. Hamilton. These are the people that I learned podcasting from. I was on the network with them, you know? And I, I used to get mad because, like, I would interview Kurt Angle on my podcast, and it would get buried on the bottom of the page. Uh, you know, that was me in my 20s, obviously. Um, I'm a lot different today. I'm, I've mellowed out a lot, and I'm, I, I understand that, like, in terms of, you know, who's done what in the wrestling business, like, I really... I belonged on the next page down, you know, but uh, it, it's been cool. That's why I, I should I should come check out Tommy's show. Um, let's go to the phone, and this might be a mistake. It usually is when I try because she's usually thumping and bumping, as they say. But we'll try and go to Tora. What's going on, Tora? Hey, what's up? How you hey. doing? I'm hey. doing great. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Happy, Happy New, New Year. Year. How are you, hon? How was your holiday, hon? It was great. Okay. You hitting the eggnog? Nah, I didn't have eggnog. They ran out. Okay. They ran out. Okay. Okay. Well, we're sitting here tonight talking about some of our best wrestling memories from over the years. Did you have anything from your wide experience, Pool Tora? Anything that happened to you? That you can share yeah. with us? Yeah, 2013, when I went to Monday Night Raw for the first time. And, okay. uh, and um, the big show came in, and uh, he bought tickets. And he stepped on my foot and my hand. This dude was about foot. 455 pounds. And I peed on oh my myself. God. And you peed on yourself. But it had nothing to do with him. No, nah, it, it, it had something to do with him. <laughs> had something to do with him? Now, why was he stepping on you? He didn't know I was right there. Oh, okay. I got you. That's pretty scary. Probably yeah. felt like you ran your foot over with a car. Man, I'm telling you. It was crazy. Sure, did you, it was so crazy. Sure, did you have any? It was so did you have any run-ins with the Big Show? Oh yeah. Never mind. Uh, he's a great guy, guy, actually. Yeah, he did. I went to yeah. high five him one time. He darn near took my hand off. <laughs> yeah, I believe it. I believe it. I heard a story one time. I heard a funny story one time where he was in a lounge somewhere, and uh, he got locked in a room. Yeah. By accident. Okay. And he's pretty claustrophobic, right? Yeah. And the next day, you know, a door is flying across the room. Oh, my God. He paid for the damages, apparently, and he, he apologized, but he just got scared because he was in the room. Wow. <laughs> I wanted to ask you, actually, and I'll get back to you in a second, tour. Uh, if you remember, back in 96, in the spring of 96, um, when Big Show, like, legit won his first, t first title, not like when he pushed Hulk Hogan off the ledge, but, like, yeah. when – you remember he did that angle with Ric Flair and Arn Anderson where they threw coffee in his face, like hot coffee? 
and his face yeah. was all burnt and like and he was really and he challenged him for the title and he won the title the next week on Nitro. Did they mm-hmm. throw like real hot coffee in his face? Because it always looks so painful to me. Do you know that? Yeah, I don't know if they actually did or not, honestly. Okay. Because they, uh, I mean, my goodness, they gave Sandman, yeah, uh, 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 anything other than legit barbed wire, if you remember. Yeah. When he came in, right, and Sandman yeah. complained about it, and Bam Bam Bigelow was laughing, said, "Hey, bro, welcome to WCW." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They use the they use the trick barbed wire. The stuff is rubber. <laughs> right. I, uh, but I always, um, Kathy, do you know, I mean, because you, you, you're pretty friendly with, like, Arn and, and Rick. Did, did they use real coffee in that? Because I always felt like, what a painful thing. But he showed no. it on his face. It looked like he had been burnt. Well, he can always do stuff with makeup. You know that, Brady. I guess he can just kind of squint and, yeah. Two yeah, things they can do, like, like the same yeah. paper with uh, Steamboat. Okay. Yeah. And Ricky Morton. Same Rub their face with sandpaper? Oh, jeez. That's why I'm not a wrestler. Yep. Tour, you ever had anybody throw coffee in your face? No. Probably iced coffee. <laughs> All right, Tour. <laughs> Anything else? You excited about Brock Lesnar as champion? You're not excited. Okay. Why not? I'm not either. But I'm curious why you're not. He cheated. He didn't deserve it. You got really quiet. Are you away from your phone? No. no. Okay. Now you're better. So why don't you like Brock? I got you. All right, Tora. Love you, Tora. All right, bye-bye. Uh, yeah, so anyway, 914-338-1885. Yeah, that was one that always bugged me because I was like, how could they throw coffee in his face? But it looks so convincing. I Yeah. <laughs> Just call there me Mark Hicks, time in I guess. We went to a Philly show. One of the um, senators, state senators in South Jersey, Fred Madden, wrote a good friend of mine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I was taking him and his grandson to the show. And I called Jim Kelly, who's head of security, and I said, can you do me a favor? Can you, you know, it's for the little, it's for the little guy, you know, his grandson. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Can you get us backstage? He's like, sure. So we, I, I tell Fred, what we're doing, and so we meet, and he's following us to this building, to the Wachovia, and we park, we go in, and his grandson's like, he has no idea why we're going back, parking down in the back, and he's mm-hmm. like, he gets out, we walk in, <clears throat> and it was a time in January, it was really, really super cold out, so we're walking in, mm-hmm. first person we see is right, and he gives me a hug, and he says, I'll talk to you in a bit. So we're standing there, we're talking, and you know, introducing everybody. In comes Big Show. He just came off his um, <laughs> bus, and he yeah. goes, "It's so and cold out there." My thumb, he goes, "My thong just froze." 
<laughs> and I'm standing there, and I went, I went, show. I like you meet Senator Madden of State New Jersey, and he's like, oh, man, how's it going? <laughs> the, sen- the senator's a retired state trooper, so he's a pretty big guy. Yeah. And his grandson is just sitting there like, oh, my God. And shows like, did I embarrass you again? I said, all the time, all the time. That's funny. What, a funny story, big show, right? One yeah. time he, we're in the back, and uh, he had a, he was eating a bowl of ice cream, right? And you saw one of the Dutch ladies. Like, that sounds like such a big show thing to be doing in the back. Right? <laughs> Yeah. So he, he, he sees this lady in production, he, he looks at me and says, watch this thing. So he runs over and just literally snatches her off her feet, right, with one hand, and he had the bowl of ice cream in the other hand, and he's, like, running off, and she's kicking, laughing, putting me down, you know. <laughs> terrible. Oh, my God. That's like, funny. That's funny. But a big kid, you know? Yeah, for sure. That's cool. Uh, sure. Why don't we, um, you know, go ahead. Huh? So remember when we used to, when they used to do tapings down at, in Orlando? Yes, sure do. There was one time I was down there, and Sherry hadn't made it down yet. I flew in. Sherry was coming down. Uh-huh. She told Stevie and Booker to keep an eye on me. Now, okay. they used to have, Uh-oh. there was a big fight on TV that night. So half, half the okay. bunch mm-hmm. of guys were upstairs at the, um, Main thing in the hotel, and some of and downstairs. So I'm sitting up there uh-huh. in the top in the top area, and I'm sitting with Kevin Sullivan, and we're watching the fight. Well, we're watching right. Booker and Stevie come in, look around, go down, look around, come up, look around, and finally Kevin goes, "Book, what the hell are you doing?" <laughs> he says, "We're looking for Kevin," and I went, "Why?" Sherry said we had to keep an eye on you. He says, you tell Sherry she's with the devil. She's fine. And I'm like, okay. Oh, God. Oh, boy. That's amazing. <laughs> That's amazing. You know, um, I, I was thinking, and this is totally unrelated, but you were talking about earlier with the Sandman and the barbed wire and, and, and that stuff. And uh, one time I had to give Sabu a ride. From uh, from the show, it was an ECW reunion show, um, and it was actually a really cool show. And what was really cool about it was it, what well, was a joint show. It was um, it was, and this was the last night that the ECW arena was supposed to be open back in 2010. Um, they oh, were going to convert it into a nightclub or, or a performance hall or something. And uh, what ended up happening was the sale fell through. And the same old owner started running shows in it again, except it was revamped and made a lot nicer. Uh, but back in the day, they did a final show. It was a CZW and a um, CZW and um, Dragon Gate USA. So it was Gabe Sapolsky. So they did a joint show, and it was like an ECW tribute show. And uh, during the course of the night, um, actually for the main event, I'm very lucky, and I have this somewhere. I have to try and find it. I got to call the main event for, in theory, what would have been the last uh, the last match in the ECW arena with Joey Styles. Wow, that was really cool. Up in the bird's nest, no less. So, and so it oh, was wow. really cool. But after the show, you know, we're hanging out. I'm, I'm with that guy Albert again, the guy from the mask story, 
And um, mm-hmm. and Albert wants to get Sabu's uh, picture and autograph. And I'm not really like a huge autograph guy. Like I'll get a picture if somebody asks, but I don't usually ask people for a picture. I don't, just something about it. I don't know. The whole thing seems weird to me. So I don't usually ask for pictures or autographs. But Albert, he wanted an autograph and a picture from Sabu. And Sabu said, you know, I'll, I'll do the picture and the autograph if you guys give me a ride back to the hotel because my ride left. Mm. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. Oh, yeah. Cause he, he didn't know us from a hill of beans. So I'm driving Sabu back to the hotel. And at the time, Kathy, I had the sun visor in my old car it wouldn't stay up. Like, the, the the plastic tab on it was broken, so it would always come down and, like, partially block, you know? Not a big deal, normally. Most people just sit in there and just say how annoying it is and keep pushing it up. Well, Sabu gets in, and he bangs his head on it as he's getting in the car, Kathy. Oh, no. <laughs> so, now, so now he's gigging. Like, I, I, not gigging, I'm sorry. Now he's bleeding. See, I get all this terminology. He, he, Sabu was bleeding. Not bad, but he had cut mm-hmm. himself during the course of the night in his match. So he had a little cut there and he bumped it. So now he's got a little blood kind of coming down his face as he's sitting in my car. And uh, to this day, well, the car is gone now. I, I had to retire it back in 2018 uh, or 2017, whatever. Uh, but it always had a little like kind of blood spot on the seat between his legs <laughs> that people just assume is like ketchup or something because, because, you know, of me, you know. But no, it was Sabu's blood. And Sabu's blood was on that car, Kathy, until the day I got rid of it. Um, <laughs> but as I drive him to the hotel, he goes, watch this. This will be really funny. And he pulls like a handkerchief out of his pocket, Kathy, and when he gets out of the car and we walk into the lobby... He takes the handkerchief, and he pushes it on the sore. So now he's got the blood streaming down his face. And he's walking into the hotel lobby, and he goes in. And the guy at the desk is, like, panicking. He's like, what's going on? And Sabu's like, I've been hit. I've been hit. And he's got his blood. His face is a crimson mask. Oh, my God. the floor as he goes. Oh, it was so funny. Uh, yeah, and then uh, they 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 sent him to the restroom to go wash up and give him a Band-Aid at the front desk. But it was just so funny. <laughs> it, it was like... <laughs> oh, man. Uh, so anyway, 914-338-1885. We're talking our favorite wrestling memories between uh, Papa Stro Maestro and Kathy Fitz. And uh, believe it or not, even a sum from myself... And we'd love to hear from you guys as well. Like I said, 914-338-1885. We're going to take a real quick commercial break. Got to pay the bills and and, uh, reorganize. But on the other side, hopefully we'll hear from some of you guys as well. And uh, we'll talk to you real soon. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, this is Total Package, Lex Luger. You're listening to the VOC Nation. Don't miss out. Hey, guys, before we get started, I just wanted to read this commercial because it's an agreement that we made with a really great podcast, and I want to tell you guys all about it. Pro Wrestling Interviews, it features guests who are hot indie stars as well as the greats of the ring. Each week, you can join the amazing Velvet as well as Dr. John as they host this jam-packed hour of interviews, pro wrestling news, and entertaining guests. It's an hour you don't want to miss. Trust me, you don't want to miss it. Every Sunday, 9 p.m. Eastern, just go to ProWrestlingInterviews.com, and it'll take you to their Facebook page where you can get the custom podcast link for that week. Don't miss a second of Pro Wrestling Interviews. That's Sunday nights, 9 Eastern, ProWrestlingInterviews.com. Since 2018, there's only been one program that brings you artists from around the world, both big and small, brings you the best in local talent, and hosts live events. Rock and Roll Union is all of that and more. With C.T. McManus, the lovely D, and new co-host Psycho Steve Preston, you're sure to get everything you need. So tune in Mondays at 6 p.m. for your one-stop shop for all things rock and roll. Rock and Roll Union, music worth fighting for. Check out In The Room. Every Tuesday night at 9. Listen in. Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Brady Hicks, former WCW star Stro Maestro, Cassie Fitz, Matt Grimm. And you and Ray are there too, right, Ray? We sure are. And we've got great guests like Lex Luger, AJ Styles, Taku, and more. It's a heck of a party. Plus, I didn't get thrown off uh, buildings. And then uh, I didn't get pregnant either. Sometimes I think it gets so ridiculous. We were getting into, like, snuff film territory there. In the room. 9 p.m. Eastern on VOC Nation. Yo, this is Jerry Stein with the Nasty Boys. Yeah, Brian Knobs, yeah, you get ready to get nasty. Well, listen to the VOC Nation, baby. VOC Nation is one of the longest-running wrestling podcast networks. Having started way back in 2010, VOC Nation provides daily streaming shows where fans have the ability to interact with their hosts, and guests via phone calls, emails, and Twitter. VOC Nation hosts include former backstage interviewer from both AWA and WWE, Ken Resnick, former WCW performer The Maestro, former Impact performer Wes Crisco, Pro Wrestling Illustrated contributor Brady Hick, and former Philadelphia radio personality Bruce Works. Archive-free content includes past interviews with huge names like Hulk Hogan, Jesse Ventura, Kurt Angle, Jimmy Hart, Ricky Steamboat, Sting, Mick Foley, Joey Styles, Howard Finkel, and so many more. Listen live at VOCNation.com and subscribe to all the podcasts by searching VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. And be sure to follow these guys on Twitter at VOCNation. Phil After has been in the pro wrestling business for over 50 years. Hey, Tony here with uh, Arn Anderson. Arn, first of all, your height and weight. 6'1", 255. And now subscribers to VOC Nation Premium get exclusive access to Bill After's archived audio footage. And uh, where's your hometown? Minneapolis, Minnesota. Okay, and uh, 
give us something about your back. First of all, your relationship to Ole Anderson. Ole is my Subscription to VOC Nation Premium starts at just $3 a month and includes commercial-free audio and video versions of our top podcasts. Okay, we're speaking here with uh, the manager of the World Heavyweight Tag Team Champions, Tarzan Tyler and Luke Graham, and he's, uh, he's sort of glowing tonight about a new prospect we haven't heard of yet. And for just $9 a month, Aptor's archives are all yours. Uh, would you tell us who this new prospect well, is? Well, I'll tell you, Bill, I've searched the world, and I finally <laughs> found a true world champion. I finally found... Well, what's your opinion of uh, Ivan Koloff winning the title from Bruno San Martino? Well, I think... Uh, I don't know what to say, but I, well, I want to say one thing. Uh, Bruno was an early champion. Hear exclusive interviews with the greatest performers of all time. Please go after, and once again, we're speaking here with... Bruno San Martino. Bruno, first of all, how did you and Bruiser lose that title to the Valiant? Well, actually, it, it was a, a, a very unusual loss, if you want to call it a did loss. Did have anything to do? Well, yes, but the whole thing is that the rules, as I always understood them, was that the title could only be lost by pin or, or submission, which is the same rules as uh, my title, the World Wide Wrestling Federation. That night, uh, it was... To sign up, it's very simple. Head to premium.vocnation.com or go to patreon.com slash vocnation. VOC Nation takes you behind the scenes of the greatest moments in pro wrestling history. Each and every Thursday night, check it out. WCW star Stro Maestro takes you on a journey. It's WCW Retro. Talking old school match of the week, talking dream matches, taking your calls and looking back on an incredible career of acting, entertaining, and wrestling. Check it out, vocnation.com, WCW Retro. Be sure to call in Thursday nights, 9 Eastern, on the VOC Nation Radio Network. This is Matt Hardy, and you are listening to the VOC Nation. The worldwide leader in entertainment. This is the VOC Nation Radio Network. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. It's in the room on the VOC Nation Wrestling Network on VOCNation.com, as well as on your favorite podcast platform. Just be sure to search for VOC Nation. Uh, We're on all the major platforms, so be sure to look for us there. And it is myself, Brady Hicks. I've got with me Kathy Pitts. And I've got the one and only Papa Stro Maestro as well. And we're running down some of our favorite memories from our time in wrestling. We're also taking your calls tonight, 914-338-1885, and we have a couple people on the line. Dustin, you're up first. Just hang tight one second. But before I get to you guys, uh, Stro, what do we got going on this week, man? You are always so busy. Uh, seems that way, even during the holidays. <laughs> Especially. Uh, right. Oh, my Lord. Uh, well, Thursday night, WCW Retro, first WCW Retro of 2022, this Thursday night, 19 meeting standard time, uh, on VSNation.com. You know, we'll be talking some old school wrestling and just wrestling in general. So if uh, you guys want to call in, just discuss the good old days, what's happening now, what, what you would like to happen 
in the future, feel free to call in. And uh, Friday night, the feature for the Stroh Zone at midnight Eastern Standard Time uh, on Facebook.com slash the Maestro will be the Wasp Woman. Oh, well, I dated her in college. I did you? Yeah, I, I was a big fan of the Wasp Woman. You just, you, you know, you just want to stay in front of her. You don't want to try and yeah, take but, her from behind. <laughs> <her. laughs> oh, my much. God. Brady. <laughs> this, uh, Painful this weekend. This Sorry. weekend, January 9th, I'll be uh, have my first match of 2022 for Premier Wrestling League Mid-Atlantic at the Green Valley Skating Rink in Bluefield, West Virginia. Bell time is 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And for more information on that event, uh, Actually, I'll be taking on Jeff Paul. Another Paul in the news, right? Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, is that is that yeah. Jake Paul's brother? It might he might be related him somehow. I, I, okay. I never, okay. Uh, well, we'll just say he is. It makes him sound better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, for more information, just go to Premier Wrestling League Mid Atlantic on Facebook. Very cool. Very cool. So, like I said, we're talking some of our favorite wrestling memories between the three of us, but we're we're actually going to add on a fourth co-host right now. We have Derek McDonald joining us from up in Long Island. Derek. What's going on, sir? How hey, you doing Derek. tonight? Hola. Hey, how's everybody doing tonight? We're doing good. We're doing we're doing really good. We got the callers lined up, Dustin. I promise you, one <laughs> second, just hang tight. Uh, tonight we're doing something different because I haven't finished the pay per view and I haven't watched Raw yet. Uh, but I kind mm-hmm. of know what's going on, obviously, Derek. And with Brock Lesnar mm-hmm. winning the title, the WWE title, which really, um, I, I should say, I'm a fan with it of it if they do it the right way. Mm-hmm. And the right way being a three pay per view match series between La- between Lashley and Lesnar that culminates at WrestleMania. That's the only way to do this. If they're not going to do that, and I don't think they are. Then what the hell are they thinking? Well, well, uh, apparently the plan is still Roman Brock at uh, WrestleMania. Um, I hate it. I'm okay with it because if you you can put the belt on Lashley and make him a bigger monster, so then you have two big matches at Mania as opposed to one. Now, who Lashley would face? That's the problem. I don't know. I guess you could have Big E win the Rumble and have him win his belt back at Mania. Um, Damian Priest is a guy it seems like they love a lot. I guess you could put the title on Damian. You got Damian Priest fight Bobby Lashley. I'd be interested in that. Um, yeah. But they're at a place now with – I read somewhere that Drew McIntyre hurt his neck real bad and he might be gone. So you're going to have to make somebody new for Mania. Yeah, Stro was saying that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what? I, I don't know who. I, what if it's Goldberg? No, I. Yeah. No, because no. he beat Lashley non-title. I saw an interview with Goldberg where he said like his shoulder is like messed up. He has one match left. Yeah, but on, he has on one match contract. left. <laughs> yeah, that would be Lashley finally beating him and ending it. <laughs> I don't. I'm, see, I'm a fan of them, like, rebuilding. You know, they, you always hear money is in the chase. You always hear people say that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. If you want to – because they, they mishandled Big E. Um, I think he could have been booked way better than he was. 
So if you want to have Big E win the Royal Rumble and, and then kind of build him up the right way to a match with Lashley, that could work. But, I mean, I, they don't have that many guys. Like, I'd imagine no. uh, Edge is either going to fight Kevin Owens or AJ Styles. Those are like the two most likable, you know, likely guys for him. So you have to do, like I said, the only other guy they're building up is Damian Priest. Right. You're going to have to do something can, with somebody. Can we just get rid of the brand split and actually use the roster better? No, they have like a I million guys. They still have too many guys. Well, yeah, but yeah, but they only have 500,000 guys that matter. <laughs> but, all right, so, and because when, when Brock won, people were saying they should unify the titles. And I was like, okay, um, if you do that. Roman's going to win that belt, and he's going to be the guy on both shows. What do you do with anybody else? Because right. he's nobody's. Beat, it seems like nobody's beating Roman anytime soon. So it's kind of like at least with two belts, you can have Roman be the guy on one show, and you can have the other guy be a, the guy on another show, and that way you have two guys. Um, I just I, I don't hate think the way Roman's it's set up for next year. But there's nobody lined up for him to, like, uh, the only guy who has, especially if Drew McIntyre's hurt, because that's what I would have done. I would have drug out a feud between Roman and Drew McIntyre from WrestleMania all the way through, like, SummerSlam, maybe even Survivor Series. That's what I would have done. Because I think there's a lot of legs with that. Or you have them go to WrestleMania, then you have them maybe wrestle, like, one more time at SummerSlam and say, if Drew doesn't win the title, he can't challenge for it. And have them come so close and have Roman cheat and win. And then you carry that out just like you did with Lex Luger until you get to the Rumble and you have Drew win the Rumble. And finally beat him at WrestleMania the following year. I would do that. But again, they don't have Drew. Yeah, I don't... I, I'm I don't not know a fan. I, 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 like I, I said, I would, I, I would end the brand split. And I would just make a conscious effort to say, if you're on Raw this week, you're not on SmackDown this week. That's what I would do, and vice versa. Um, you know who? I, you know I think that makes used. the most sense. I, I, two guys they could use right about now was uh, <laughs> Keith Lee and Bray Wyatt, and you got rid of both those guys. Um, yep. But they they could have they could have stepped in and be, been a stopgap for anybody leading up to Mania, or you could have plugged them in at Mania. They they got rid of them. So although. I have this sneaking suspicion, and I could be completely wrong. A part of me wonders if Bray is coming back because they're still selling his stuff, and he he hasn't shown up anywhere. So I, don't I know. wondered about that. I did because huh. if he wanted to film a movie, I could see him saying, "You know what? I'm all, I'm fine with this release right now. You guys do your thing. I'll do mine, and I'll see you next year." I could see yeah. that, and that explains why he didn't go to AEW or Impact, like everybody was saying. Because Meltzer was saying when he spoke to AEW, they were far apart on money. And I, and my little antenna went up and goes, huh, okay. Now I wonder if he figured, like you said, Brady, I go film this movie and, you know, you're still selling my merchandise and so you're still getting a nice fat merchandise check. And then, you know, when I'm done with the movie and I'm ready to come back, I can come back as something different. That That's what would make the most sense to me. Um, at this point, and, and, AEW, and when- I don't know where he fits. Right. Well, I tell you where he fits. He fits in one of the gangs. He'd probably be with like the. <laughs> maybe with the. I don't know. He's not with the dinosaurs because Christians with the dinosaurs. 
I don't know. I, I think they would. They, they, oh, they have. He he'd be with that. He'd be with that devil lady. I forget her name. The one Abaddon or whatever that she crawls backwards. Oh yeah. He'd be with her. That that's who he'd be with. Yeah. It's funny. And probably it's funny like they turn. They probably turn like Chuck Taylor heel just so that like they had somebody <laughs> yeah. else to go with him. That would be his it's group. Funny it's funny you bring was it Jim Cornette that was talking about Christian? It was either Jim Cornette yeah. or like Conan and Disco Inferno. <laughs> and they was like, Do you think Christian's happy that he signed with AEW now he's buddies with a, a dinosaur? Like well, I was like, Oh, poor Christian. Uh, let's go to actually uh, Dustin, before I get to you, uh Cassie, I, I, I've been kind of like looking at the stories. We I, we were talking some funny memories from the past and stuff. And I wanted to tell you guys about this time when I went to um, WSU. It was a, this women's promotion back in the day. Like Mercedes kind of cut her teeth in it and, and Jessica Havoc. A lot, AJ Lee was there. That's where she kind of started and everything. And Marty Bell. It was a great roster. Uh, Ember Moon was there. And, um, you know, I mean, it was just great. But, like, I went one time and um, – they were planning on doing this this angle where um do you guys know who Angel Orsini is? Or is that like Yeah. She was ECW I think back in the day. Yeah. But oh, she is that, so like Okay. Do you know who I mean? Like she was early ECW, I think. Yes, like the like the almost like not too long after Jimmy like Smith was there, right? Like around, Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. really tough lady, uh, sweetheart, but so tough. Um, so they were going to do an angle where a PWI writer, she beat up a PWI writer because someone else won some award. They were going to present the award in the ring and then she was going to come up and come in and like beat up. So like, and, and take whatever her finisher was. I don't remember. And they had in mind for me to do this. Mm-hmm. And I'm not a great bumper. I, I really am a horrible bumper. And, um, you know, I said I, I don't mind doing it, but I am nervous to take, like, moves and stuff like that, you know. And uh, they ended up going with somebody else. And um, Angel, the way she did the finisher, she broke his wrist. So I was really glad that I didn't do it at that point. But that same show, like, we, we showed up with, like, a case of beer because we were talking with um, with the promoter at the time, uh, Sean the Mick. And uh, so we come with this case of beer, and there were a bunch of us just hanging out in the back watching the show on the monitor and just drinking, right? Mm-hmm. And, uh, and 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 there were so many wrestlers from like Impact were there and stuff, just people visiting. And 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 Kathy, I'm not kidding. Like I I'm 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 taking a swig of this whatever it was, Natty Light or, or Miller Light or whatever it was, whatever the beer was, and and I and I hear behind me. Yo, do you think I could get one of those? And I'm thinking, I'm thinking, what do like what what? Yeah, I I I had no idea who it could be. No idea. It was ODB. Yeah, you do that. ODB. ODB rated our beer, and she offered me her flask. And let me just say, Stro, that is not a gimmick flask. Uh, it smelled like she was bleaching the kitchen. That's what it smelled like. Uh, oh, wow. <laughs> I did not take a sip, but it was absolutely amazing. Um, <laughs> critiquing matches and drinking beer with ODB. 
Bit of news for you guys. Um, Ron Breaker is our new NXT champion as of tonight. Uh, I'm not surprised. Yeah, I'm I, not surprised. I, I watched the internet. He, um, Tommaso is really good because he made him look like a million bucks. And like, he hasn't sure. been wrestling a year yet. But Tommaso did an, um, an amazing job. And I know I saw some people going, oh, well, you know, they're going to cut Tommaso now. And I, I think Tommaso's a lifer. He seems like he loves the fair. And he's happy to just be there, you know, and just – yeah. He don't even care about the money, you know. He wants the job. He's got a little kid. He's got his wife who's like, I mean, she's out of the business now, but she's been in and out of it. They're all friends because she was in developmental back in the day, you know. Uh, everybody, yeah, that's that's his sweet spot. He'd be, I, I don't think he's ever leaving there. I, I don't. Um, let's go to the phone. And, and by the way, I, I will say that um, I think Tomasa was the perfect bridge to these to these newer talents and I think it's only gonna continue. Uh what's going yeah. on, Dust? Nothing. Well cool. Thanks for calling then. All right. <laughs> so I saw you sold your WrestleMania tickets for sixteen hundred dollars. It's a shame because I was gonna offer you eighteen hundred. Well someone's on one of them so Who wanted them? Did you I'm not naming names. Can you give me a name? I'll buy a it friend off of mine, if you a, name a, a name. A friend of mine bought them because I wasn't going. So. Okay. Well, now, why are you not going? I know you sold your day one tickets, too. Well, you know, like, uh, I couldn't make that trip, so I had to sell them. That was a hell of a show. Okay. I yeah, couldn't I make mean, it to Atlanta what I've because, seen, it's because there's a bunch of... A bunch of airlines and stuff because of COVID. There's some airlines and stuff uh, that day, but a bunch of flights are canceled. Mm. I would have Now, walked. where do you live? Where do you... <laughs> uh, for, I live in Orlando. There's because my flight was canceled to Atlanta, so mm-hmm. I couldn't go. Now I, go? I've done I've done the Orlando to Atlanta drive before. Um, it's bad, but it's not that bad. What is it like? About six hours. <sighs> Give or take, yeah. Okay. Depending on when you leave. Well, take Philly yeah, to Pittsburgh. Yep. Yeah, it depends on what time of day you leave. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, I just wasn't able to go, so I sold my tickets. Yeah. I got you. You know, I, and I don't know how excited you were to see Seth Rollins on the pay-per-view, but I, I was telling Kathy and Stro earlier, um, so my fiancé and I, Dustin, because I'm getting married – um, later this year. Uh, so we picked out our colors for the wedding, and then they're going to be red and gold, like a fall kind of theme thing, right? Uh, so uh-huh. the first thing that popped into my mind, the first thing that popped into my mind, and I'm hoping you'll be able to help me out here, um, I, I want to wear a Seth Rollins-inspired outfit when I get married. Like I'm thinking like, uh, red with, like gold vest and a gold bow tie. It'll be amazing. Uh-huh. It'll tie yeah, all the colors uh, together from the whole wedding party. Eh, well, can you, well, Birdie, can you uh, help me out with that? Maybe, but um, uh, Derek, I was kind of upset to see Biggie lose his title. Um, I'm I'm okay with it because I finally get Brock and Lashley, and I've been waiting for that since forever. So I'm I, oh. and 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 he'll be back. It's not the end of Biggie. A lot of people, their first title reigns aren't the best. Um, 
a lot of yeah, look at Kofi. Well, he seemed Derek. He seemed upset on Raw about it. Well, yeah, he 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 needs he needs a change in character, and that's what he needs. So you know, I'm it, he'll be all right. They 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 obviously like him, so I think. Uh, Do you could you see right could you see Big E turning bad and joining the Hurt business? I I, mm-hmm. I wouldn't mind that. <laughs> I wouldn't mind it at all. He he's one of the few. Guys if he's going to join a group, that's. Need. Yeah. We haven't seen him as a bad guy in a long time. No. And when New Day were bad guys, they were like the funny bad guys. So. Oh, yeah. uh, Brady, what are they going to do with Rollins now since he lost this match? Like, the, I don't know what <clears> they're going to do by Mania. Like, there's nothing for Raw. Like, really, really, the Raw tag titles will be the only thing that, that would make sense. Yeah. I mean, I could see them doing that. Or, uh,. You know he'll just have a high profile match, maybe a maybe a dream match. You know, maybe I don't know. No, him, you know him and Kevin Owens would make a good team, I think. Oh, yeah, awesome. I, I mean they're I could see they're that. Funny to, they're funny together. I, I enjoy them. Yeah, because I, I don't really and, see any matches out there for him. That's again, that's why I hate the brand split. Uh, Seth Seth versus Styles. Maybe. Didn't we get that already? I, know. I, I feel like ago, we did, didn't we? Yeah. It was like yeah. two years ago. When Seth, when, when Seth had the belt, they they did it. That's right. But have Stalls won prefer, this time. I prefer AJ Edge because it's different and it's new. Yeah. And, and that's what I AJ. heard. I heard that was the dream match that they... Yeah. Oh, I know yeah. one, Bernie. What about... Uh, oh, I, uh, know what, I know what, Dustin... I know what, what, what if Seth. Seth Rupp, maybe, maybe, but I, I don't know. I don't want Seth challenging for like the U.S. title or whatever. I don't know. I, I, I'm not a fan of that. But what if Seth Rollins took on the returning John Moxley at WrestleMania? There's no way he, he signed a long-term deal with AEW. Well, did he? Actually, Are you sure his, about that? His, his deal I heard somebody signed a long-term deal. No, his his deal is up. Because okay. now is the time where all those people they signed originally, their contracts are starting to come up. Like, that's why the yeah. Bucks had to resign. Cody, they're waiting for Cody and Omega to resign. I've always said, and I think you said it too, Brady, I think he's going to go back. I think he just left I to kind so. of up his, up his stock and kind of show Vince, like, hey, look, I'm a star. I, I think he goes yeah. back. There's a lot of money in a Moxley Roman Reigns for you too. Like, there's some good matches for him if he goes back to uh, WWE. I wouldn't be surprised. You, you know, think, do you do you think there's a bigger chance that he goes back or Jericho goes back first? Hmm. I, I, Jericho I, has a lot of power, doesn't he? Does he really? Though, I mean, I guess he does. He, he well, he wants people to believe he does. Um. Yeah. <laughs> no, maybe Mox. Maybe he's Moxie a junior first. executive. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Moxie seems like he. It seems like he just needed to get away for a while. I I got um, a feeling like Jericho is starting to wind down, so I wouldn't be surprised mm-hmm. if the next time we saw him in WWE was the Hall of Fame. Yes, I think so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wouldn't be um, surprised at all. Um, Brady, but Moxie, um, I think he would still have another ten-year run. Um, uh, 
Um, Brady, you looking forward to the Hangman Page versus the Brian Danielson match tomorrow on AEW? I I am I am, but I just heard something that really is stupid to me that they're going to have judges, including that dumb rapper. <laughs> what? Yeah. Wait a minute. Oh, what a rapper! That's a that's a long list of people. What dumb rapper? Yeah, yeah. Cl- well, that's the acclaim. <laughs> the dumb one, uh, Max. Oh. Cancer. What? Yeah, that's the fly fisherman. That guy. Why? <sighs> God damn it. See, and, and I heard no they're sense. going for, like, Sting and Flair. I get that. You want judges. Even have a celebrity judge. Throw Shaq in there. But why would you throw in a comedy heel? <clears throat> is he going to is he gonna DDT uh, Adam Page through the table I mean, when it's all over? Like Terry Funk did to Rick Flair? Maybe. Is, is that what he's going <laughs> to cast him for the third game? Um, <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Daniel Bryan's going to join their gang. I don't know, why did you? Uh, I was so excited when you told me that, Brady. Yeah, I mean, well, just called me. My it was it was like he put a pin in my balloon. It was like, you know, I was oh disappointed. Yeah, mm. who booked that crap? <laughs> Sorry, Dustin. Book of the year. You were saying <laughs> book of the year. Yeah. Uh, um. Yeah. Well, right. uh, show race uh, itself, literally. Um, <laughs> um, I've been trying to figure out like who's going to beat Britt Baker for the title. Nobody. Uh, like if I nobody, were them, I, that's the one smart thing I think they've done. I think you keep her as the champion forever. Yeah, there's nobody. Who's she going to lose to? Right. Well, there's nobody to beat her, then you don't ever get beat. Well, Jay Cargo should, should be one that could beat her. You know what they should do? I, here's what they should do. Uh, so when Jade Carhill wins the, the TBS title, right, you know what they should do? They should mm-hmm. have, and obviously they're moving to TBS now. So what they should do is they should have an old-fashioned title swap where Brittany Baker gets the TBS title and Jade Carhill gets the women's title. Yeah. No, I was thinking the TNT was the other women's title. I'm all messed up, Dustin. <laughs> yeah. I was thinking we need a... Yeah. That's what they should do, though. They should have a separate women's title for each uh, network. So. Yeah. Which I guess they do. Hey, They're just going to have them defend um, them wherever. <laughs> um, Brady, were you shocked on on Christmas night that uh, Cody Rhodes beat, beat Sammy Javara? Uh, no, I wasn't surprised to see Sammy Javara lose. Um, and I like how you say my name too, Birdie. Like Birdie, like like I'm real purdy, like that, like a real real purdy mouth, you know. Uh, no, I wasn't surprised. I I wanted Sammy Guevara, but you know what? I I think Sammy Guevara is one of those guys who, unless like he said more messed up stuff that we don't know about, he probably is going to be a guy that I would think will be main eventing in a year or so. I would mm-hmm. think. They always talk about their big four, and I think those big four are who are going to carry them when all these WWE stars kind of peter out. Now, I do feel bad for, like, really, like, the original 20, because, like, 16 of them are being ignored, and there's <laughs> only a big four. I do feel really bad for those guys. But Remember, what can you do? There was a time last year where I thought Scorpio Sky could have been a world champion in that company. And they did nothing with him. Yep. No. Yep. Yep. And Jericho tried. It wasn't for not trying. Yeah. 
I remember that. Yeah, I do too. Ah, Kathy, any more fun stories? Um, (laughs) I got my list here. I could go all night. One night after a WCW show, we're in the bar at the Marriott. Yeah. And I remember going to the bar to get a drink. And Tully's standing there. And I really didn't know Tully that well then. And he says, oh, what are you drinking? I said, Long Island Ice Tea. Yeah. Aren't they good, Terry? <laughs> yeah. And he goes, well, he goes, I'm knocking on your butt. And I said, no. <laughs> well, I went to college. If you didn't drink, you didn't stay. He's like, where'd you go to college? Yeah. I go, Penn State. And he yells, yo, Luger, Penn State. <clears throat> Luger looks over and goes, Kate? And I went, <laughs> only one person has ever called me Kate. I looked at him, I went, Larry? Yeah. He was Lex, when Lex played Canadian football. Yeah. He was my ex-boyfriend's roommate. Mm. And we're sitting there joking around and everything. And we're reminiscing. Okay. It's like, oh, how's tone? Da, da, da. And from then on, we were best buds again. That's pretty cool. That's pretty now, cool. I, I like the college tie the, uh, in there, too. Do you want, want me <laughs> yeah. to tell you a story about um, what I told you guys off there about uh, – at the hotel at ECW. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah. Derek, you're like this. <laughs> this is good. <clears throat> you know I work in a doctor's office. <clears throat> well, <clears throat> we had patients who would come in, and at that point, um, he would dress as a female. Okay. <laughs> okay. So in the afternoon, <laughs> we're all sitting in the lobby, and he walks in. He's like, hi. I'm like, oh, my God, how are you doing? He's like, oh, fine. And goes on his way. Well, later on, um, he came back dressed as a female. <laughs> <laughs> Very attractive. Right. And all the guys are like, wow, check her. I'm like, No. Don't do it. <laughs> and the guys are like, what do you mean? I'm like, don't do it. <laughs> no. And it's New Jack, it's Curtis Hughes, it's Mustafa. All these guys are checking around. Sure. And I'm like, no. It's That's funny. No. <laughs> so finally I dragged New Jack away. I went, it's that guy. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, what? That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. I mean, you know yeah. what? Uh, There's been so many crazy stories when I work in ECW, the rides and everything. Um, the WCW stories, like, you know, down in Florida. You know, it was just fun fun, fun times. <clears throat> and then even that nowadays, cool. it's still fun. But it's, you know, you have to realize there 
all human. They put their pants on the same way everyone else does. Yeah. But, you know, when you get a chance to hang out with them. Except for the person that you were talking about because they didn't have pants on, but yeah. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) When you get a chance and when you you become friends with somebody, you know, it just makes, I mean, Sherry, I, I never thought in the wildest years Sherry and I would become as good as friends as we did. <clears throat> Never. Cool. You know, and Jimmy really cool. and Liz yeah. and Brandy and, you know. It was very cool. Yeah, it was That's fun. very cool. Fun times. Yeah. Really brings back the memories, some of this stuff, for sure. Um, I, I was actually thinking, too, because I... And this is, like, a really weird thing for me because, like, I grew up, like, about 20 minutes from the ECW arena. Mm-hmm. But I never went to an ECW show at the ECW arena. I'd go on the ECW really? shows when they came up to Ben Salem where I grew up, like, but I've never been to an ECW. <laughs> I, and I've been to arena shows, but not for ECW. Um mm-hmm. But there was a reunion show the one time. It was, you know, what was it, like 2004 or five or six? It was like when all the reunion shows were the big deal with ECW, you know? When every when every company was doing them and everything. And um, Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to stay for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I, it was for Francine, and I was doing an article because she, she had, I guess, um, a couple family members that had cancer, so they were doing like a an ECW tribute show at the arena, and the person yeah, was going that. to, you know, fight whatever cancer it was. I, I don't remember. I wrote an article Breast about it cancer. and everything. Yeah, okay. And um, so I got there early. You know, I was helping Francine out with some different stuff. I was helping set up. I was, you know, just I just wanted to, like, just be a part of it because that was really my first real ECW experience. You know, I had never had the opportunity other than being a fan at the shows and talking to them after the show. So I, I step into the back, Kathy. I'm loading stuff up, and um, I see the Sandman pick up a stick off the ground, like a broom handle or something, and he's kind of he's swinging it, pretending it's a kendo stick, and there's some other people there. I think Justin, Justin Incredible was there, and there were some other people. And now Justin Incredible picks up the stick, and they're doing, like, the laser, like the, uh, the you know, the lightsaber dual thing with the two of them. And, I, and I'm sitting on the loading dock just watching this, just taking it in. And uh, it was amazing, I got to say. I have pictures of it somewhere. And, you know, Francine comes out, hands me something else to do. I run inside, and I start doing it. And I come back out. And, Derek, I'm not lying. There were people, that, I guess because the way the ECW arena was, right? So, like, you have the arena in the front on the corner of that the two streets, and the parking lot is behind the arena, directly behind it. So the fans yeah. were walking up the side street, 
passing and and seeing Sandman and, and and just incredible doing their lightsaber duel with the broom handles and just goofing around. So now the fans are coming around. They're all circled around them. And uh, there were kids from the neighborhood, and they came. And when I stepped outside, Derek, uh, they're all playing stickball. Sandman <laughs> and Justin Incredible each had a team of kids, and they were playing cool. stickball. It was it was in, in in the parking lot. It was an amazing thing. They were playing with like a tennis ball, and uh, yeah, it was it was funny. It was pretty cool. That's amazing. <laughs> I do have a picture of that somewhere. I'll have to try and find it. Uh, how about you, Stro? Any cool memories? Uh, so many. I oh, my gosh. I know. you got so many. Like, <laughs> uh, Oh, gosh. Um, I remember one time I'm eating dinner right, uh, with Dusty Rhodes and Lex Luger and a few other boys, and Dusty kept uh, putting his cheesecake on me, right? And... Uh, <laughs> And I, I was, I was, you know, I, you know, I, I thought it was nice of him to do that. You know, I was so full from dinner, right? Yeah, yeah. And so I looked over to Lex and said, hey, Lex, you want to try this? And Lex looks at me and says, are you kidding? <laughs> I looked back and said, look, you big, you big goose. The, the, the dream gave me this uh, cheesecake. You want to turn out a dream? And he looks at Dusty, he looks at me, and he commenced to eating the cheesecake, right? <laughs> <laughs> Which kind of reminded me of the story of um, Mick Foley told with um, him and Ultimate Word at the cookie shop, the cookie store. I never heard that. <laughs> where uh, where Ultimate Warrior gets his bag of cookies, right? But he yeah. doesn't eat them, right? He just opens the bag. Sniffs them, takes it in, the scent, and then like just takes, just walks away, leaves the cookies on the counter, right? Yeah. So Mick sees the cookies, back of cookies sitting there, so he just grabs the cookies and starts eating. (laughs) (laughs) That's why the warrior looked the way he did, I guess. Well, one of the reasons, (laughs) yeah, for sure. (laughs) That's funny. That's really funny. Derek, we were talking earlier about, um, I don't know if you remember, but this was something that always kind of got me as a fan. If you remember, like, in 96, when the big show first won the WCW title, and I don't mean when he pushed, like, Hogan off the roof. I mean, like, when he when he beat Flair yeah. on Nitro. If you remember, they did a whole angle where Arn and Ric Flair threw hot coffee in the big show's face. And it, yes, it, it looked so painful to me. Because, like, his face was – his eyes were, like, swelling shut, and his face yeah. was all, like, red and pink, and he was squint. And I just thought, like, I can't imagine that they're throwing hot coffee in his face, but at the same time, it just looks so real. Yeah. And I asked Stro and Kathy, and Stro said they could gimmick that, but it looked mm-hmm. painful. What What did you say they could use, Stro, instead of coffee? Oh, sand Oh, guys. Sand oh, yeah. Like, they, they – it's Come out records that he they used that when he had the dangle with Flair years ago, and they did. I think that they did that with Piper and uh, Ricky Moore. Wow! And wow! Do you remember I, that, I remember, Derek? Like that was crazy. Yes, I remember <laughs> it vividly because I was like a kid, and <laughs> yeah. it's amazing what the brain can remember. I remember the promo right. cut, and he's like yelling and screaming, and, and the only thing that right. was audible, he goes, "The coffee, 
it burned. And I remember being a kid, and that was just the funniest thing to be like, duh. Like, of course it burned. It was coffee, duh. It looked really but, painful. Like, it looked yes, like, yes. like. I remember that. His face was red. were like, so small. <laughs> it was insane. Into, so he had beadier eyes than Rat Boy. What's going on, Rat Boy? <laughs> What's going on? You're talking about memories? We're talking about memories. Oh, Rat Boy's a good one with this. He's met everybody. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. You know, my memory that I got to my heart, okay, is the one that when Superfly Snooker took that cake and put it in my dang face. <laughs> he did. He did. They had a... a they had a birthday bash for Superfly, and they had Rat Boy, I guess, uh, bring the cake into the ring, and then they smashed it in his face. Uh, no, I saw him <laughs> birthday to, to him, and uh, he yeah. said, that's a terrible storm, brother, and he just put the, the cake in my face. <laughs> now, the one I was I remembering, said, Rat Boy, uh, we're going to a convention, and China was going to be there. I, I remember this clear as day, and Rat Boy says to me, um, I'm going to propose to China today. Hmm. I'm like, what do you mean you're going to propose to China? I'm going to ask her to marry me. And I said, are you sure that's a good idea? Like, do you really want to do that? And he's like, yeah, just like that. Yeah. He did it. I know. I know. So he, he went up to her, and he got down on one knee, and he pulled out a ring box. I, I didn't even expect he had a ring box, Stro, but he pulled out a ring box. And there was a little paper ring inside. It was a little handmade paper ring. And he proposed to her. Wow. That was funny. And, and, and she said yes. Did she say yes? Yes, she did. Yes, she did. Oh, wow. Yeah. I don't think she was totally with And another thing. Oh, Brady. Hey, Brady, how about how about the, the story in the land? How about the story in Atlanta about me and, and uh, Bruce's pickup truck in the back going, ah! <laughs> that, was funny. that was a good one. So, we, uh, so we're in Atlanta for that. And it's the same NWA Legends, the one where we're running around in our masks. And um, we, we, took a, we took a ride to um, – it was a couple of us went. Uh, it was Bruce Ward's truck. Like, he had, like, a pickup truck, and um, I, I know Ratboy went, obviously. I don't remember who besides the three of us were there, but we, we took a ride to Abdullah's. Um, Abdullah the Butcher had a had a rib. House of Ribs. House of Ribs. Oh, yeah. Albert. You got that's it. Right. Yeah. So we went, we visited, went visited and, with Abdullah. Okay, so all five of us were there then. So all five of us were there. We, you know, we, we go to this, uh, <laughs> we go to Abdullah's House of Ribs. And I have dinner with Abdullah. He's amazing. I talked to him. I, I got his contact information, and I bought a DVD from him. He did a shoot interview with Brian Alvarez, which is amazing. And, and um, I, I Koloff was in there, too. Ivan Koloff was in the, in the same restaurant. Yes, Ivan Koloff was there, too. Yep. Wow. He was. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I got his contact, too. He, he was – yeah, he was cool. Um, and, you know, we're getting ready to go back. And there was somebody else from the convention, I guess, that Bruce knew. It was two guys. And they asked Bruce if they could get a ride back with him. Now, the problem is there were already five of us in this pickup truck. So 
So he took Rat Boy and he told him to sit in the back of the the pickup truck in the in the bed in the back. (laughs) But but this isn't like riding around in like you know like Kentucky or West Virginia or something on dirt roads. No, we're driving on like the freeway in Atlanta with Rat Boy sitting in the back of the pickup. And we kept telling him to lay down, and he kept, like, standing up. We had the cop following us at one point. I thought for sure that, like, he saw Rat Boy in the back and was going to pull us over. But, uh, yeah. What is that? No, it was, it was like transporting livestock. Like, you couldn't get him to stay down. <laughs> i tell you what, that cop was laughing, though. They were all laughing. <laughs> Everybody was looking at the truck. They were all laughing at me. This Look always, not to uh, laugh at me, you know? crazy mini yak on you. Yeah. Oh, crazy, a crazy maniac on loose. I'm on the loose <laughs> of everything. But when I was at that I convention, also... yeah. there was, there was uh, Tony Atlas. He was here. Yeah. And he I was talking that. about... Yeah. Okay, Tony. He was, he was talking about uh, about this guy got smashed at Super Fry's uh, Snooker's Bass with a cake in his face. Yeah. Right? I walked up to him and said, oh, there he is. He's here. <laughs> I, he said, I can get down here. <laughs> oh, man, they're doing great memories, though. It was. It was. I remember he got in yeah. Luke Gallows' space, Rat Boy, did we? Luke Gallows was there for three days. He did, yep. um, he, he did three different signings. He did one as Festus. He did one as the fake Kane. And then you did one of, like, the Straight Edge Society, Luke Gallows, you know? Yeah, yeah, get that money. It was pretty bad. Rat Boy got got in his face. Did he? I got in his face. In fact, I got him on a radio show. One of the OCA nations. Yep, he did. He did. He also also creeped out SoCal Val. Or as he calls her, Social Val. Social Val. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's That's my sweetheart. Yeah. But I remember, like, she, like she, she, she left to go do, like, a, she was doing, like, a custom bikini shoot or something. And Rapley was following her all around the hotel everywhere she went. I'm shocked you didn't make it in some of the pictures. Oh, that, that's a shame because she, she, me and her had cheesecake after that. Oh. Yeah. So, so at, at my hotel. At my hotel where I was saying that. Here's another one. But I, and, I, and I probably... I probably shouldn't even mention it, but, like, because nothing happened, let me just say, you know, just, uh, I just want to clarify, nothing did happen. Uh, but mm-hmm. I remember at that convention, Rat Boy, that Bruce Wirt spent an awful long time with um, with Wendy Barlow, Fifi, uh, Rick Flair's wife now. Wow. You remember that? Like, they they were, like, wow. in the hot tub together for, like, six hours. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah I, oh, I missed that. Yeah. Oh, man. I don't think anything happened, like I said. I, I just, I, I really thought for sure that uh that they were going to get together. Rick Flair's going to kick your yeah, ass. It's, it's, it's like, uh, so this was before Rick Flair. Or yeah. well, it was in between Rick Flair. Uh, uh, girlfriend was trying to hit up, hit up on me. Yeah, yeah. And then Howard Finkel got mad because she carried you around on her back. As he should. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Why not? There was another time we're at the convention just doing a live remote for VOC Nation, 
And Namar used to do all these impressions. You know, he did a really great, like, uh, he did Sergeant Slaughter, he did Hulk Hogan, and uh, he did Bruno San Martino. And when he did these impressions, like, you could, you were just so sure it was them. So, like, we had a live mic at this convention, Stro, and, and Namar is doing his impressions or whatever, and he starts mm-hmm. talking like Bruno San Martino. And Ted DiBiase, who I didn't even know was at the convention, came running over to see Bruno because he, he thought Bruno was there. Yeah, I remember that. And Namar is in, like, some story talking about, like, how uh, a lot of people don't realize it, but, like, that Bruno actually invented the handshake because, like, he was in, like, Italy as a child and blah, blah, blah. It's just like, he just make out all the stuff. Like, like Bruno, like, not that Bruno made it up, but he was just, like, you know, he was taking credit for all these things that he invented. And Ted DiBiase came running over. Yeah, he was he was actually annoyed that uh, that it wasn't actually as Bruno. As he said. It was a very yeah. good thing. Well, I, 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 yeah. I got a couple of things. I, I would love to I get Namar on here. Yeah. There, there's a couple of things I got to say, okay? Okay. Rest in peace, Betty White. She deserves to go in a Hall of Fame. Betty Gosh. White. Yes, she does. Why? Didn't she show up, didn't she show up one time and that was it? Yeah, didn't, didn't she have you the hand from... Uh, well, that's that's Mae Young. From Mark Henry? Yeah, that's Mae Young. Yeah, that's Mae Young. That's, yeah, that was Mae Young. That's Mae Young. Yeah, you're confusing Mae Young. Oh. Oh, All right, no, mind, you know, but... but I, but I for me, like for my money, and maybe I'm wrong here, but I always felt like Bob Barker was much more memorable in that spot when he had mm-hmm. to fight with Chris Jericho. It mm-hmm. was amazing. Uh, and yeah. he told him, Don't make yeah. me put you on don't make me put you on the Yeah. Especially <laughs> somebody around here, Brady. I don't think you mentioned it last week. Jimmy Jimmy Ray passed away. Oh, Jimmy! Yeah, we talked about Jimmy Rave. We talked about Jimmy Rave a lot. Okay. And my heart goes out right. to him. Yeah, he was actually going to come back on the show, and uh, obviously it didn't work out. But uh, you know, he had asked Kathy about coming on, you know, just to talk yeah. about everything, and uh, yeah. And, and, and I got, got I, I got something for you know? I got something it's for sad. the troll. Okay. I know the show is listening. Real, real quick, real quick, Rap Boy. So, like, I was One watching question. Impact this week. And I, I, I was watching Impact this week, and, like, I, they um, after Impact is over, they always cut to, like, a classic match. Mm-hmm. And last week's classic match was the Rock and Rave Infection. My oh, DVR cut God. off before I could see who they were fighting, but oh, it was wow. really cool to see them because, like, first of all, like, you know, Lance Archer or Vance Archer or whatever, like, he, he is so much different than he was back then. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, Jimmy Rave, too, you know? Like, he was just like – he. Jimmy Rave looked like he was about 19 years old. And I didn't remember him being that young. Yeah, yeah. I Rock and Rave Infection. Uh, yeah. So but I, I got one question for the show real behavior. quick, okay? Sure, sure. Go ahead, I, I saw I started watching this movie, Okay. And it's called the the, the uh, Rack Pack. Man, did you have fun doing that movie with all those kids? Oh, they were great, yeah. With all the kids. 
Yeah, yeah. Well, it, 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 sure, time flies. A lot of those kids are, like, older, much older now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, so, I, I yeah, just saw the movie uh, over the weekend. I said, oh, wow, there's shows in this. This is shit. Yeah, Damn, I fun. said, wow, I got to watch this one. Shit being yeah. wow, you said to yourself. Yeah, it, it, was, it, it was very similar to the Home Alone movies, in a way. Yeah, I thought it was. Okay, well, let me go. I hope everybody had a singing, looking good uh, New Year's, like I did. I stayed in, not getting drunk. Well, it's over. Okay. Yeah, I stayed in, too, and I didn't get drunk. I I only got drunk for the uh, drunk episode, and that was it, So, which was a lot of fun, by the way. Um, You know, you talk about kids getting older, and I saw a really funny meme this week. It, It had Brock Lesnar, you know, with his hipster ponytail and... And it, it, it had, um, it had, do you guys remember Home Improvement? It had, um, yeah. the oldest son, I, I don't remember what his real name was, but he was like Brad on the show. And he had the same haircut as Brock Lesnar toward the end of the run with like the shaved sides and the ponytail. And it said, a lot of you don't, a lot of you remember Brad Taylor, but this is what he looks like now. And it was just a picture of Brock Lesnar. <laughs> and I just thought it was, I must have sat and laughed at that for ten minutes. It's such dumb, uh, dumb humor. Yeah. I will say this: it, it's awesome to see Brock like just smiling and having fun. It looks like he's just happy to for the for a chance. Yeah. He's happy to be there. He's always smiling on TV. I think he likes it. Like I think he legit likes being a good guy. He hasn't been having this much fun since the boombox Brock. Yeah. You know, I, I was just reading. Um, I was just reading an article, or it was an interview, an article about an interview. Our Truth did an interview where he was mm-hmm. talking about how it was one big. Ri- you remember when he was doing the stuff with Brock, and like oh, yeah, yeah, he yeah. came out, and like the, Vince told him, you know, I'm not going to script what you say, you know, but the point is you're going to be in the Royal Rumble, and I want to get you, get, and I want you to make Brock laugh, and they're and they're all taking bets on if he can get Brock Lesnar to laugh. Because apparently he pops everybody there. So R-Truth goes out and he's like, you know, you know, I'm going to be in the Royal Rumble. And then, like, Paul Heyman says, maybe you don't understand, like, Brock Lesnar is going to be in the Royal Rumble. And R-Truth's like, oh, crap. I take it back. I thought you were going to be in the Rumble, Paul. (laughs) (laughs) It was really funny. I can see see this coming now at WrestleMania. Champion versus champion. Brock Lesnar against Roman Reigns. And and there's going to be one belt. Yeah. I can can see it. So... So what do they? So it looks like because Mania is going to be two nights from now on. So what do you main event the second night of Mania with? You need two belts for both nights. You got the man taking on Charlotte. Oh my God! By the way, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I was done with Becky Lynch three years ago. I'm really done with her now. It's like, all right, let's. Can we you be know, done with this? Yeah, team? The, she, she did that New Year's episode of SmackDown. Like they, it was just like uh, looking back on the year, and. Mm-hmm. And I and I usually like Becky Lynch. I I think that she's really funny and like I I don't know. I just enjoy her. I I think like because she's such a hard worker, it's really nice to mm-hmm. see that like she got to that level where usually, especially as a woman, you don't usually get that far. And yeah. that's what I think yeah. really appeals about her. 
to me, mm-hmm. but um, I was watching that show, and between Michael Cole, Becky Lynch, and Pat McAfee, I thought, my God, I I don't know who the most likable person in that group would be. Because <laughs> all three are so annoying. She is, um, and it's weird. It's like, here's I, up, she's annoying. It, it's weird. I was listening to Meltzer, and he was like, <laughs> he was like eardrop. He was like, they're gonna have a hard time with the women's Royal Rumble this year because they don't have enough women. Like they cut right a lot of women. So he was like, he doesn't know I what know. they're gonna do for the women's Rumble this year. So I bet you Alexa Bliss comes women. back for it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, which they, I'm thrilled about, by the way, because I, I thought for sure. I thought, I, I thought for sure that Alex, I thought for sure that Alexa Bliss would um be one of the next ones cut. She might still be. She might do the Royal Rumble and then get cut. Um, yeah, the way things weird. are going. But. I must say, you wake up and they're cutting people all of a sudden. Yeah. People who were in major angles, like just days earlier. It's it's so weird. Yeah, like, they I said. Was, uh, on, on, yeah. No, they were saying. Like, on the New Year's. Was... Go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. No, I was going to say. I was just going to say, like, on... God damn it, Brady. I'll go. I'm going to shut up. No, no, go. Go We both have good ideas. No, I was going to say, from the New Year's Eve special, um, they're trying to talk about why Brock has been such a great champion for a year and a half, and they're trying to do it without talking about uh, Bray Wyatt or Braun Strowman or Daniel Bryan or, like, pretty much anybody that fought Roman Reigns for the last year and a half is gone, with the exception of his cousin and Edge. Yeah, it's, it's... They need. I understand they want to get rid of dead weight because even though with, with all the people they got rid of, um, they still have a lot of talent. But they they have to be better. Yeah. Um, about who they get rid of, and I I, I saw something where they said you know, Vince says he thinks AEW has kind of reached this peak. There's nobody that can go there who can like make them a, a real threat to him, so he doesn't mind cutting people because the only people who could leave. Sure. He, he takes care of, like, the Romans and the Edges and, and you know, Ortons and guys yeah. like that. So he's just releasing people, you know, to get rid of them. So I guess I can get it, understand and, it. Um, I mean, if CM Punk didn't I think, turn yeah. him into a powerhouse, then who will, no. right? He, he's supposed to be the guy. Right. I, yeah, and at this point, I would say Hangman Adam Page is much bigger than CM Punk. Yes. I, I think. Um and I think Vince realizes too that like he doesn't he no longer not only does he not have to have people under contract, but he no longer has to overpay for people. Nope. Because he realizes that they've gotten to a point now with CM Punk and some of these other guys where they're just not offering competitive payouts. So the only people that AEW is gonna be adding moving forward are gonna be the starving artist type who just um mm-hmm. And Booker T was talking about this too, like the people who would turn down a multi-million dollar contract because they want to have a match with somebody specific, which is insane and like unheard of until like this past year that anybody would do that. Um, But uh, yeah, yeah. anybody anybody that AEW signs is not going to be, it it has to be somebody who's not worried about money at this point. Yeah. it has to be in Tony Storm. And like I know a guy, he's like a diehard AEW fan, you know, they can do no wrong. 
And he was like, well, a lot of guys are going there because they want creative freedom. And I go, look, that's cool, but it's a business. And if you don't think Ricochet yeah. is happy being Ricochet getting paid WWE money instead of going to AEW, probably making a quarter of what he's making now and having great matches, then you're crazy. He he much that's why in the in the day and age of guys asking to get their release, a guy like Ricochet hasn't asked to be released yet because it's a business. You make as much money as you can and then you get out. Yeah, I remember back in the day, like when I when I was kind of starting out with like PWI and everything. Um, having this talk with like independent wrestlers, like the fans perceived that the wrestlers care a whole lot more about their creative than they actually do, by and large. Yeah. Some do, yeah. and obviously you want to be utilized right. But like, there were people who said like, "Oh, I don't want to end up like Santino Morella." That's what the fans perceive. You know, this wrestler doesn't want to WWE and end up like Santino Morella. And this independent wrestler was like, why? Because, like, I don't want to make, like, seven figures? Yeah. Why? Because, like, exactly. like what, what, why would I, why would I, you know, you pay me, if you pay me that amount, I don't mind being a comedy guy who never wins. I don't care. Mm-hmm. And and almost anybody would approach it like that. Who wouldn't take a job for a lot of money where they don't have to do as much? And you don't, don't have to get beat guys... up without, you know? You got to pay the same health insurance. Exactly. You don't think there's guys who would love to be our truth? He doesn't even wrestle every week. <laughs> and, no. And, In and, fact, and, I would know, say he rarely wrestles. Yeah, and and Vince loves him. He probably has a job for life if he wants it. Like it's yeah. At the end of the day, it's, it's a business. And I remember uh, Scott Hall has the famous quote. You know, uh, you know, I, I don't need you know. I already got enough friends. But I need some money. Yeah. You know, you look around the locker room, you know what I mean? And, I don't know. I already got you know, friends. <laughs> right? And, yeah. and, you know, when, when Lashley pinned Kevin Owens, they were like, oh, see, I bet you he wishes he's with his buddy. No, his family's going to be financially secure for the rest of his life after this contract. He's all right. Yeah. So. He is all right. Rapple, you got anything else, pal? Yes, I do. This is very important. Okay. I just want to say... Okay. Let's go, Eagles. Let's beat Dallas. So we get in our playoff spot, and we're in it already. But we're going to go to the Super Bowl this year. I can't wait. You know what, Rapway? I'm glad you brought that up. I'm glad you brought that up. The Philadelphia Eagle fans. And I know you're going to go, oh, Derek, you're a bit of Giants fans. But no. Thanks for the call, Rapway. All All you son-of-a-bitch Eagle fans who bashed poor Jalen Hurts when he got there. You bashed the poor kid. And, and you called him all types of names, and, and you said he was terrible, and is he the best? No. But he has that sorry team on the brink of the playoffs. You all owe that kid an apology. He's doing, and you know what? He no, might not be the best, but he's a comp- yeah. he goes out there, he competes, and that's all you can ask for a young guy. I mean, look at, look at Baker he does. He could be him. He does. He, he showed me a lot this year. Uh, he does. Um, and by the way, they clinched the playoffs. Like, they're in. So, it, it, yeah, there's a uh, – yeah. They're in, which is a good thing because half the team has COVID now. So, um, <laughs> in fact, I don't even I, – I would seriously wonder if they'll even be able to field that game between healthy scratches and COVID people. I don't know. Yeah, we'll see. I know they got to play it, so they'll figure something out. Um, but pretty much everybody. They don't even have a running back right now on the roster, which is insane because the two that were playing – well, I guess they have Gainwell. But the other two got COVID and 
Miles Sanders is out for the year. So uh, <laughs> I don't know. Jeez. I don't know. Um, yeah, no, uh, Jalen Hurts, he showed me a lot this year. He did. Um, I don't think he's the best, uh, but I'm willing to say, you know what, this is only his second year, and he only got to play a quarter of his first year. Um, mm-hmm. I, you know, I, honestly, and, and people will probably kill me for it and say um, that I'm crazy. I I think he's um, a slightly less mobile but a slightly more accurate version of Donovan McNabb. That's what I think he is. You know what? I, I could see it. Yeah, because when he's on, and he's fact, on. It's, yeah. And he, what is he, like 22 years old? He's still, he's still like a puppy, yeah. isn't he? Yeah. Okay. But yeah, he's young. He's young. I, I don't even know if he's 23. I guess he's 23 now, but recently 23, like maybe like November. Um, That's crazy. Yeah, he's he's really young, and I know McNabb has been mentoring him. So, which mm. like I had already kind of thought that before I heard that, but just looking yeah. at the style of play and everything, like that's that's what he reminds me of. And and yeah. McNabb gave the Eagles a lot of good years. Anybody that trashes him, I think, really needs to uh, think twice about that because yeah, uh, there was no Super Bowl without McNabb. So anyway, yeah. I, I mean, I, I like it. I don't know. I, I, maybe I'm just mellowing out as I get older, but I just I, – I, I, other than the Cowboys, I don't really hate anybody anymore. You know, I just kind of – I just kind of watch. I, yeah. I just like football. Oh, and I don't like you know Ben Roethlisberger, but, that, but that's yeah, – <laughs> Oh, whatever. I like the guy. The guy walks off the field, Brady. Gonna, yeah, he walks off the field with a tear in his eye. With a tear but, in my eye. With a tear in my eye. <laughs> But um, yeah. yeah, I hate the Cowboys. No, I, I, I don't even know if, yeah. if I hate the Cowboys as much as I hate Jerry Jones, but they're one and the same. So yeah, and the, and the fans, like I don't, I don't oh, listen. I oh. think Dak Prescott, I I don't like him because he's a cowboy. But other than that, like I think if he were on my team or on another team, I'd be fine with him. I I don't really have a problem with him. Uh, Ezekiel well, Elliott, I think he's a little weird, and I I think he's arrogant. <laughs> but I, I you know I don't yeah. I don't really. Care. I mean, most NFL players are arrogant, you know. Um, yeah, they're fans of the worst. Yeah. I, I, the other one, and and this is a new one for me. Like I, I don't like the Bucks, you know, and 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 I'm hoping yeah. that this is the year when the NFL figures out that they're playing players that they're paying players under the table just so that they can stock their <laughs> roster. Uh, that's yeah. that's got to be how they're cheating now. You know, they're cheating. It's just a matter of how's he doing it. Um, yeah, it seems like everybody wants to go there. Yeah, it's, something's going on because he. Well, I saw like I, I saw like an article, and it was like you know, it was um, Antonio Brown and his meltdown from the perspective of Levy and Bell, who was his teammate again. I didn't even know he signed with the Buccaneers. <laughs> like, wasn't he on Kansas City? <laughs> like, that's the last I yeah. heard. <laughs> yeah, me too. He, yeah, when they won the Super Bowl. But uh, no, no, no. no, he's Levy and Bell's partner. He's his uh, his teammate again for like five games this year. <laughs> <laughs> Just funny. Just funny. So yeah, but I I yeah I I hate the Cowboys and I and I think that they're just good enough that like they pose a real threat. Like if Green Bay goes down early, I think. Um, this could be the year that Dallas makes it back. And I hate to say oh. that. Oh, I can't take it. I can't. Yeah. 
I just think there there are so many flawed teams, you know. And like That's if true. Dallas had beaten Arizona last week, I would say like, yeah, maybe Arizona will get them back next time. But mm-hmm. yeah, those things don't usually happen back to back like that. And it's weird because you'll you know you'll be you'll wake up one day for the playoff game and then the whole starting lineup will have COVID and it'll be a bunch of replacement players like Keanu Reeves. Playing. I know. So you, you never know. It's weird. Hey, yeah, I didn't even think about that. You know, that could actually, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know, it's crazy, but um, it'll be interesting to see. Yeah. And, uh, oh, Stro, you look like you're ready to pass out. I'm about done. Um, <laughs> I'm good. Derek, did you have anything you wanted to uh, to plug for this week? I do. Um, tomorrow night nice. at eight o'clock, I will be on Helena Cell Talk Radio. Where oh damn you! Be... Why don't they ever ask me? <laughs> where, I did so you know, much for a... them. I love Darren. Because Dan um, doesn't like me. I was a Dean Dixon guy. Uh, you know what it is? It's, um, Dan's my guy. If I call Dan and it's like a topic I want to discuss, uh, he'd be like, "Come on, yeah. Derek." So tomorrow we're going to talk about. Uh, <laughs> The Tony Khan Big Swole controversy that took over the internet a couple of days ago, and and we discussed it, Brady, how nice. weird it is to have the head of a company <laughs> reacting to comments on Twitter. Like you would never see this man yeah. doing that. So we're gonna we're gonna uh, talk even about Dixie that. Carter wasn't this bad. Yeah, it's it's. It, I, I see how this movie ends. <laughs> so yeah, so yeah, exactly. that's what we're gonna talk about that tomorrow. This movie better not end with Tony Khan as a character on Raw. Oh, can you imagine? <laughs> oh, he comes out. He comes out and he hugs Triple H. Oh. Unless, unless Vince stages like a like a human centipede with like Paul and Eric Bischoff and Tony and Dixie or something, you know. And it's weird because I read <laughs> today the report it's like kiss the my report ass. <laughs> <laughs> the report came out they they lost eight million dollars last year. Like they operated in the red all of last year. Yeah, right. and I'm like, uh oh, no, no. Let's keep bringing these yeah. guys in, though. You know, right? And you're winning the ratings in the key demographic. Yes, yeah, but no, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh boy. Well, Strowman, what do you what? <laughs> I'm tired, you can tell. Uh what what uh what do you got going on this week, sir? Uh Thursday night, W S W Retro, uh time on VSCNation.com. We'll be the first uh WCW Retro two thousand twenty two. So if you want to talk wrestling, please call in, it should be a lot of fun. And Friday night on my horror sci fi show the Stroh Zone at midnight Eastern Standard Time at Facebook dot com slash show the Maestro. The feature this Friday night will be the Wasp Woman back in the day. And then this weekend, uh, January 9th, I will be having my first wrestling match in 2022. Uh, premiering for Premier Wrestling League in Atlantic, uh, making my return to West Virginia in Bluefield, West Virginia at Greenville Valley Skating Rink, uh, 5 p.m. bell time. And for more information, uh, go to facebook.com slash Premier Wrestling League in Atlantic. All right, very cool. And from my end, ECWA is coming back. Going to have some tapings in January and February. And then March, 
will be the ECWA Super 8. Going to have more information on that in the coming weeks for sure as we try and get some of the competitors on the on the podcast. And uh, thank you, everybody, for tuning in to In the Room this week. Thank you to all the callers. Thank you to the best crew I could ever ask for. And uh, be sure to support the VOC Nation however you can. You know, be sure to check out all the great content that's available on VOCNation.com. Check us out on the different podcast feeds. Uh, you know, whether it's Odyssey or iHeartRadio or iTunes or Stitcher or Google Google Music, whatever the case may be, you know, we're, we're on all of them. So be sure to check us out and uh, subscribe. Give us a like. Give us a review, you know, and, and all that great stuff as well. It helps us to grow. Don't forget the T-shirt shop, ProWrestlingTees.com backslash VOC Nation. And, of course, Patreon as well with content starting as low as two ninety nine a month. Uh, that is going to do it for this week. Thank you for sharing the memories with us. And uh, we'll do that again, Stro. That was a lot of fun talking about yeah. some of the cool, funny things that have happened over the years. Um, Good time. <laughs> for sure, for sure. Everybody have a great week. I love you all very much. Be safe. We'll talk to you real soon. Bye-bye.